2: Lifetime original movies are a staple of any TV junkie's diet, and we take them very seriously. So seriously that we've dedicated an entire podcast to picking apart each and every one ever made. The stories, the actors, the stunning dialogue, the IMDb trivia, we're here to discuss it all with the appropriate mixture of reverence and humor, one movie at a time. I'm Molly McAleer, and this is Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. (laughs) It's <laughs> my best friend's wedding
3: With me, what you see is pretty much what you get Police say the warning is out to women now that this man is still on the loose They're worried he's
4: planning his next attack. Calm, attractive, psycho who likes to rough up defenseless women. Couldn't ask for a better couple. Where
1: have you been?
2: Today, my friend Ryan Bailey and I are covering a phenomenal film. It's one that I've gone on quite an emotional journey with, not unlike all of the movies I've watched for this, but this one was really special. I started out in tears Uh, yesterday. I (laughs) cried really, really hard the first time I watched it, Um, sent a bunch of snaps. Sorry, my my wayward handyman is trying to text me right now, which is just exactly what our relationship is the second that I start recording a podcast, he's finally texting me. Um, Anyway... I watched this movie four times in the last 24 hours. Um, I know it better than I know myself. Um, and it's called The Craigslist Killer. Ryan. Yes. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank
5: you so much for having me.
2: Have you had a similar journey with
5: this what a, movie? Well, I've had a journey that's lasted for like a month now because you gave me options of like four films to choose from and I've always been into true crime. So I was like oh, the Craigslist killer, that will be right in my wheelhouse. And then I forgot how Lifetime movies are, so it wasn't necessarily in my wheelhouse. But I've now watched it four times spread out over a month. Yes. And so each time, it's just like an onion where I'm just peeling back layers that I don't even know deserve to be there. Oh. Um, But I I will say about your snaps yesterday, I had watched it um, maybe yesterday, and I... Was I had a silly day with it, like yeah. where I was like, this is fun and silly. And then I watched your snaps and you started emotionally crying. And I was like, oh, we're watching different films. And then I was like, do I need to start getting emotional about the Craigslist killer? So I was trying to find things that I was like, Molly's right, this is sad.
2: No, here's the thing is that look at this. So I. Have a relationship with Lifetime movies that I I think I've talked about on this podcast. Maybe I have or haven't. I don't know. I don't listen to these things. But I um, <laughs> I watched about twenty Lifetime movies a week when I went into a creative hibernation, where all I did is I didn't go out, I didn't party, I didn't date. All I did was stay inside, work. And then when I wasn't working, I would just watch Oprah and Lifetime movies. Wait, did they
5: just happen to be Lifetime movies? Or were you purposely, I'll watch whatever's on Lifetime?
2: No, I was DVRing, like, up to 15 movies a week. And, like, I had a nice little cache. And, like, it was a whole thing with my roommate where she's, like, this entire DVR is, like, just Lifetime movies. So, anyway, I I was watching them very passively for a long time. And I've seen The Craigslist Killer. Almost every single movie that we have done on This podcast, and that we will do, I have seen in the past some point in my life. Um, and the crisis killer, I've always been interested in because it takes place in my hometown of Boston, which um is hilariously portrayed in this film. But um,
5: so already an emotional hook for you,
2: not really, but like, I, totally I mean, it's like it, it hits me. close to home, it hits yeah, close yeah, to that's home. okay, that's what I sure, yeah, sure, but. All that said, sorry, I'm not trying to not yes and you. And I mean, I'm Stephen, sorry. Not,
5: that was not yes anding, right? I'm not <laughs> yes
2: anding. Sorry. Stephen Ray Morris is furiously shaking his head um, in anger. Um, but no, so I hadn't watched it in a really long time. And in using in doing this podcast, I've been like applying my film studies degree and like. <laughs> really like going giving it into, more
5: thought than the actual people making the films I'm
2: doing I'm going into some deep film theory I am reaching deep into the like just my lowest deepest parts of my soul like I'm feeling I'm really a, I'm walking into this movie the way that I think a lot of people did like Lee Daniels the Butler. Like I yeah, have yeah. been more I have been more emotionally affected. So this I've is learned... Stephen
5: Kay's The Craigless Killer. That's the director. Stephen Kay, the auteur.
2: I have learned more about these movies and humanity than I have from um, Roots, um, from Steel Magnols. Really? From The Family Stone. Uh, from films such as that. (laughs) (laughs) I've learned from The Chrysler's Killer, then Roots, right in about that. But anyway. (laughs) uh,
5: What I learned was just where to hide my panties like underneath my bed. Like that's the big thing I took away from this. But you've really given it much thought.
2: Because Ryan, you're also, we should point out, a married man. And I do not think that Anne-Marie would I think that if you had even one sock with a pair of panties under your bed, no, that would be Princess she would know in the immediately. Which we'll get into. But yeah. what a
5: horrible set of like for somebody that has it all together. Uh, uh, Mr. Markov was a horrible at hiding anything. It no. all went under his bed. All panties in socks like it was just a horrible way to hide panties
2: but i feel like this is what was so brilliant about him and there's a few examples of this and it's really slight in the movie but you kind of see how he really gaslit her and like (sighs) she got so comfortable with him that like, why would she look under yeah. her mattress? Oh, which by the
5: way, great scene, like three-fourths of the way through when he's like, I'm doing my best after um, like
2: We gotta Okay, yeah, yeah, we gotta because go, that is sorry. emotion. Okay, so anyway. You guys, it's
5: <laughs> just such a great movie.
2: Let's just go in. Cause I've Ryan and I have been texting about this for like two days, and and I keep just being like, we have to stop. We have to stop. We have to wait. We have to Okay, so here we are. We start out on a busy college campus. Philip Markoff is his last name. Yeah. I've never really paid attention to Mr.
5: Markov. Remember, Mr. Markov. Yeah,
2: everyone in this has real abbreviated names for me. I have like nicknames for everyone, so I'm. You can do much better for me with the real names because I forgot Markov already. So what? Philip is making his way around the campus. We see he's the big man on campus. A classmate runs up to him and he's like, "Hey," he's like, "I'm having a hard time with my cadaver." Remember that?
5: His posterior thoracic.
2: Yeah, and he's like, um. Janet, Janet, come over here. So he calls over his friend Janet. She's gorgeous. And he decides to show her where.
5: Literally shows where the posterior thoracic by like putting his hand on her buttocks. And the poor kid that's asking this is literally in shock. Like, dude, I was just asking. I didn't need you to show me in the middle of like daylight hand on the butt. Like he's like, I'll look it up in the textbook.
2: I think that's projection because I would even go to say that the friend was like. Thanks for showing me, Philip. And Janet was like, oh, Philip, are you done yet? Like, it That's was great.
5: very... <laughs> and it has, wait, it's bright sunlight. It starts off like every 90210 episode where the soundtrack kicks in. Yes. And it's like, ding, 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 ding. It's like this kind of like fun, upbeat rock and roll thing where I was watching this and I thought it was an episode of 90210 for a sec because everything seems so happy and Philip Markov has everything going for him. He's everybody's friend. The girls are letting, like, girls are letting him show where the posterior thoracic is on them. Yes. Without any complaints and but then he sees
2: one thing he doesn't have the gorgeous blonde that's being dropped off at college by her parents. Um so then we go to the teaching uh hospital where Philip is answering questions about a patient, it's a seven-year-old boy laying in bed. He decides to project onto this situation that the reason why the boy is in such poor health is because his parents have left him there alone to rot and die. <laughs> and the professor's like Mm, wouldn't you say that's adding a little bit of, what did he call it?
3: Uh, I, uh, and he's like,
2: uh, aren't you personalizing the patient a little bit? And then we see the mom come in, and she's like, honey, I had to go all the way to the CVS on Commonwealth. Which, by the way, I'm we- from Boston. Let me tell you something. Com Ave is not, and you never call it Commonwealth unless you're like literally addressing something, and even then you just write Com Ave. Saying I went all the way to the CVS on Com Ave is like me saying, "Oh, I went to the, all the way to the sushi restaurant on Sunset Boulevard." Like it means nothing. That is the longest running street. We CVS got you
5: lifetime. Room. Like you're not fooling us.
2: Sl- it's it's such a slop dog affair with all of the writing in terms of Boston. I'm like, did you open a map? Like Wait, it's can just we, so upsetting.
5: The other weird thing about the mom, because I've now like rewound that scene a couple times, is it's you really can't hear the line very well. So you have to put your ear really close to your computer. And it sounds like she's uh, handicapped. She's like, <laughs> oh, no, it's, it's a Boston a very, accent. Oh, I'm sorry. That's
2: a Boston accent.
5: Oh, okay, that's, that's a, what and it she was. she actually
2: did a good job. And she, But one thing I wanted to know was, like, she just threw a CVS bag on his deathbed and said, I went all the way to the CVS on Commonwealth to get you the cherry flavor. And I'm like, the cherry flavor of what? Like, can this boy even eat? Like, he looks like he has a feeding <laughs> oh. tube. Like, a cherry flavor of... Yeah. Toenail polish because you're gonna paint the toes on his fucking lifeless body. Like I don't understand what's going on.
5: But also it introduces that's a very important scene because it introduces the the teacher, the professor, who's like if you remember him, he's that dude from Christmas Vacation that was like worked
2: with Clark Griswold. You know. Okay, we should Sorry. point out one thing. Ryan is gonna know way more about everything. And I say that in the best way possible because one, not only is he just really good at stuff like this, but two, Ryan is a professional actor and a professional acting coach, so he can do something that none of our other guests can have done so far. No offense to any of them. Ryan is able to pinpoint what is wrong. How with these bad people's they really are. Because like uh, you said something to me. We're gonna get to it later. But you said something to me about one actor in this in the way he was delivering your his lines. Yeah, and and. I was blown away. I'm like, Thank you're you. exactly right. That is exactly the problem with this man's performance. Yeah. It was wild. So, so but
5: anyways, yeah, the the professor. I was so excited to see this dude from Christmas Vacation, and like he he brings a little gravitas, even yes. though he's oh, a yeah. very bit player, you know, mm-hmm. in most movies. Um, but it sets up a very important relationship for Philip Markov, where again. It's like the teacher points out like how amazing Philip Markov is. Yeah,
2: doc- Dr. Janeway is like, listen, Philip, I only give you a hard time because when every hospital in this country is calling your name... I just want you to know that no one cares about you more than me. Well,
5: they treat it it like he's in the NFL. He's getting drafted to the mail. Like, all the hospitals are going to draft Philip Markov. They're like, we bid on Philip Markov.
2: Yes, that's exactly right. So, Philip sees the beautiful blonde girl. She is working at the hospital in in scrubs, probably a nurse's assistant of some kind. She's talking about one of the only minorities we see in this film. Fun Friend. Her name is Fun Friend. Fun Friend or uh, Kate. Yeah. And uh, Kate says she and Philip, oh, she's like, That guy over there, she's like, he is toes-chugging
5: him (laughs) out. And she she goes, no, he's not. Which, by the way, as an audience member, we see him directly staring at her. Yeah. There's no way you would ever think that this person is not staring at you. He's staring directly at her.
2: But that goes to show, I have to say, like, for guys, it's like, you need to make the direct move. Because I would look at a guy like that and be like, huh, that's weird. And I wouldn't think, like, oh, maybe he's in love with me. Maybe that hot guy. He's in love but with me. But he was, me.
5: like, doing the smiley thing and, like, yeah. flipping his dry hair around, like...
2: But I'm, like, I don't know. I, I just... I'm visually impaired, so, like, oh, I'm okay. always, like... I'm, like, oh, he's probably smiling at that that laminate balloon in the dying child's room. Like, I wouldn't know what he's laughing at. So you or might have, like, missed
5: out on so many people that are f- clearly flirting with
1: you.
2: Oh, my biggest realization of my, like, entire life is when I go back and read my blogs from college in my early 20s and how hostile i was to guys that were clearly hitting me i'm like oh and you would never believe it some guy walked up to me at the bar last night and said i love your outfit your eye makeup looks great but you don't have to try so hard and i was like let's go to Fuck commonwealth him and like and and in reality he was trying to say to me like you're a good looking girl like you don't need to dress up to come to mary Ann's. and i was like I mean, like now that I that could have been my husband, but I was a hostile nineteen-year-old with a fake ID. I'm Um, so sorry
5: to bring that memory back up for you.
2: No, trust me, I've I've run, I I blew through so many geniuses in college. I could have missed out on my Craigslist killer.
5: But also point out to the audience, though, um, we're only in the first three minutes of the movie, and he stared at her on campus once, and in the hospital is like a full stare where the friend sees it, and she's sees it, but is unaware that he's staring at her.
2: Absolutely. So then now, number three, because all good things come in threes, he sees Megan on campus. That's the expression, right? Good things come in threes. <laughs> he sees <laughs> Megan on campus, and she's studying out loud to herself. And he walks over, he introduces himself. He's like, instead of studying, he's like, you should be cutting loose. Like, just go out. If you have a test tomorrow, whatever. Um, airing out
5: your brain, he says. Yes, airing out your brain. It's the weirdest thing I've ever heard in my life. I was like, is that a... A term I've never aired out my brain.
2: Yes, and he's being like super manipulative about it because any guy that likes you should want you to succeed. And
5: Like she's studying, he's literally like, you don't need studying, you're great. I don't need studying. And he points out how much he doesn't need studying. Exactly. Like, I don't need to study. Wow,
3: okay, then come on, I'll quiz you on the way. 729, the way the- I got your page number. On the way to the place I always go the night before an exam. Uh,
0: You know what? I really have to study and I'm...
3: I'm not that, you know, run away with a guy i have only known for 30 seconds type of girl, so. Okay. <clears throat> um, okay. SUNY Albany. Summa cum laude. Uh, BU med school, second year. Top 5% of my class, not bragging. I love animals. I don't like birds, though. Uh, I am an unapologetic member of the young Republicans, but I also don't really like to talk politics. Uh, sometimes I work too hard, and when I was little, I really hated wearing full-length pants. Strange, isn't it? <laughs> And um, in case you haven't noticed, I really like you.
2: So one thing I found notable about this speech, besides the fact that he's a young Republican and Megan didn't bump on that at all, is that he's talking about SUNY Albany, like it's a really good school. He's like, yeah, I graduated summa cum laude from SUNY Albany. And I don't know if I'm just like a private school, like liberal arts education bitch. But like, I think of all SUNY schools as like embarrassing. Really? I mean I don't know. I went to
5: ASU, I don't I'm not the person to ask, so
2: I don't know. I kind of feel like that's better really? than SUNY Albany. I mean, I don't know.
5: I don't know either. Like I was more I mean, I, I just thought I was like he if this was today he would be pro Trump. Yes. And I also like... But he also says he's a member of the Young Republicans and he hates birds.
2: He hates birds, but... Which I was like, does
5: this come back at some point? Is it like the bird thing? Well, he goes,
2: I love animals, which is interesting for a sociopath, but I hate birds.
5: Yeah. And and then he also says um, he hates wearing full-length pants. Mm -hmm. And may I point out, we've only seen him in full-length pants. So he literally... I was like, this guy hates his whole life. He's always wearing full-length pants.
2: Hates it. So he's like, okay... First date.
5: When they're doing the meet cute, he said, um, he uses the line, he asked hopefully. Like, how are you doing? He asked hopefully. Yeah. It's like if I said, Molly, how are you d- doing? He said, wondering like yes. I like it's so it bugged me so much that like this is one of the things that he yes. does that like, oh my God, I've never heard a guy talk like that before. I need to get my pants off for this guy yeah like, how
2: pants. literary yes, um so he takes her to Foxwood Casino, which only someone from Massachusetts knows is like, I mean, I don't know, like it's not a hole, but it's also like... First of all, what kind of guy takes a, a classy girl like Megan from an upper class New Jersey family? Not to say like New Jersey is like peak life, but like what? She, Megan is from Ritzy, New Jersey, and he takes her to the Foxwood Casino, which is like, I guess, kind of chic, but not really. It's like uh, where Kathy Griffin plays when she goes to the East Coast. Oh, it is chic. Um, it's a full blown hour and a half plus drive. From really? The That's BU what I was going to ask. Like- yep. Yep. And um, um, they make everything seem like it's five to ten minutes apart.
5: Yeah, no, and and also like so we're five minutes into the movie, and also you like I just want to point out to the audience there is not a a hint of darkness in this movie yet. Oh, there no, is not he's a. a this is a romantic comedy that's not funny so far. Like it is very upbeat. Yeah, and like even the casino thing, he's a little cheesy, but he's not lascivious or. Like you think, oh, he's going to kill her. Like you just think he's really like in love with her or like trying really hard.
2: No, only a girl who has been watching and re-watching Lifetime movies four times in a row would even pick up on the fact that the first move of her trying not, getting her not to study was a manipulation.
5: Yeah, you, I mean, you brought up gaslighting already and you brought, like, and I, like, I was literally like, oh, I would watch, like, a whole season of this on, like, ABC Family. Yeah. Like, it was a very different vibe for me watching it the first time.
2: But I've just become keenly aware through doing this podcast that I am, like, legit psycho bait yeah. and, like, I probably will I mean, like, look for me in a blue barrel at the bottom of the Pacific like in maybe six months. <laughs> so... Yeah,
5: yeah. I found her! Um, no, but I do think it's it's very, very interesting that he does convince her within, like, two minutes to give up on her hopes and dreams of studying for this test. Absolutely. She's like, yep, I'm gonna go to a casino.
2: So, he takes her to Foxwood and he loves to gamble and uh, he and they're her, a blast gambling, oh they're having together. a blast together. Oh, yeah. She's, and like, like, blowing
5: on his dice and stuff.
2: It's very cute. And, like, he's telling her some of his tricks for the trade for gambling and what he likes to do is close his eyes and quote feel the number so um immediately he loses and like they have a playful banter about how it's her fault the waitress brings over a cosmo um megan sets up a a strict boundary one drink only tonight she needs to be good and he's like hey the rush is good for your brain the cyclopropane
5: endorphins (laughs) endorphins (laughs) yeah like and then and then he quizzes her Right then and there, a quiz, that, like a question that'll be on her test. Yes. And she gets it right, and he's like, "See?"
2: So then he goes, "I know I'm,
5: uh, this is probably way too late, but uh, you're not dating anyone, right?" Well, I was dating Leonardo DiCaprio, and then he moved to Hollywood and
1: got all famous, so I dumped
0: him. Right. So I think they're good. What are you doing for lunch? When? I don't know. The
1: next.
3: 50 60 years.
5: And by the way, that's like a horrible line because do you know how many lunches that is? Like I it really bothered me in the like like go like 10 years, like that's so many lunches, and like like did I mean it, it just bothered me so much. It goes fifty or sixty. Like and also men die earlier than I don't know. It would just
2: But here's <laughs> the one thing is that as a woman like especially if you're, because I have to say, like most twenty-four-year-old women will uh, accept a proposal from anyone who asks. Like you're just your brain isn't fully developed. You're like blown yet.
5: away that somebody's asking you to marry him. I mean, mean, that's, oh
2: yeah, that's what he's saying. He's saying, I don't want to have lunch with anyone for the next 50 or 60 years. Oh, I
5: thought he actually just wanted to eat lunch with her for 50 years. No, yeah, no, I know what you're saying. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're saying most 24-year-old girls would totally accept a marriage proposal.
2: Like, if they heard, I want to have lunch with you for 50 to 60 years, like, a person who maybe has some, like, porcupine skill whatever they're called, porcupine what? pokies, they would be like, Hey, that's not that's not normal. That's maybe a sign. Maybe only you know, only guys that I have been with who are fucking mental have been like I love you. I'm going to marry you within three days. And honey, who falls for it hook, line, and sinker every time?
5: Blue this barrel one! Molly McAleer. <laughs> Blue barrel Molly. Um,
2: oh, my God. So, anyway. Well, no, these- by the
5: way, they're legally married at this point. After that line, I was like, I wrote, like, these guys are legally married. Like- we're we're six minutes into the movie. They're going to be together for the rest of their lives unless something is wrong with Philip.
2: Okay, so these fucking morons are literally moving in together in the next scene. We're seeing the U-Haul outside of a building called the Tower uh the apartment is fucking huge and i'm going to tell you that an apartment like this in boston it was first portrayed to be like in the bu area and if that apartment was in the bu area it would cost probably three to four a month especially in a historic building um geez now that yeah now that i oh yeah and now that i find out that it was in quincy quincy uh I I don't know how much it well, was, but it's at least two grand a month. But which... also,
5: I think that's a that's a lifetime add on because then when I was actually like researching the real case, right. they were living like barely paycheck to paycheck, and like sh- like in her testimony, she was like, we could only afford like we couldn't even afford to go to dinner. So like,
2: oh. I
5: don't know. I think lifetime made it. They probably just got a cheap location. I feel that, you. I feel yeah. you. Um,
2: so oh, Phillips, like,
5: have you told your parents we
3: have moved in together yet? Look, I'm... Look, it's important to you, okay? So it's important to me. I know. Okay.
1: And I'm going to tell them, I promise. I just
0: don't want to deal with the... <sighs> You're so young. You've only known him for six months. Are you sure about this? Blah, blah, blah. But I promise you, I'm going to tell them. Okay. Hey, I have an idea. Uh-oh. <laughs> How about we stop unpacking,
3: mm-hmm.
0: order Chinese food, and study together?
3: Well, that sounds nice. But I got a study group tonight I got to go to. Microanatomy. Ooh, Right? The worst part is, it's probably going to go all night, so I wouldn't wait up for me either. But we can celebrate tomorrow.
0: I'm a med school widow already. I knew this would happen. It's a whole thing. So,
5: but two things. Doesn't it stand out for you immediately that, like, we just three minutes ago heard that Philip Markov does not need to study at all? Yes. So the fact that he needs to study all night is not a red flag for Megan like that's crazy, one. And two, this is the first of many scenes that this movie does horrible at with passages of time. Yes. Like, they go from the gambling scene to moving in the next day. You would literally think it's the next day, even though I know as a realistic person that it probably was a month well, later Well, they or say
2: later it was six months. You've only been dating six months. So yes. when they moved in, it was the six-month mark, but it seems literally like the, the next, next day. day. And also, we have to remember, Megan's not in med school yet because as he's leaving, he puts on his lucky red Sox hat. Remember that hat, honey? Uh, and she's like by the way will you um, mail my med school applications which I thought was going to be a tea for him to not mail them I did want to say that I'm always shocked when they can license official sports gear for movies like this especially when it's used as a calling card for a murderer like that Boston Red Sox cap I'm like who over at the Red Sox was like, yeah, sure.
5: that's yes, that uh, it's important that we actually license this to them.
2: Exactly. It could have just been a random red B on a cap, but they had went for the full logo. So, anyway, Megan and Philip are on horse drawn carriage, which I'm not sure they do in Boston. She's cold, and he's like,
5: Uh, let me teach you a trick about warming your hands. And then he puts them in his sweater, which, let me point out, is not a trick. That's actually how you keep things warm. Like, he's like, this is an old medical... He doesn't say it, but like he infers that he's going to teach her a secret, and then he literally puts her hands in his sweater, and he's like, ta-da, and she looks amazed.
2: And then he goes... And She was like, what's this? What's this? And like, as a woman, you know what it is. It's a goddamn ring box. And he's like, um, driver, stop the horse-drawn carriage. And he gets out and he's like, <gasps> Megan McAllister, you are the love of my life. I want to spend the rest of my life with you. And she's like, well, wait, Philip, I want to, but I haven't even met your parents. He's like, let's go. Let's go right now. Which, by the way, another psycho move of guys I've dated. If any guy's ever like, let's go to Vegas, I'm like, how much money do you think I have? How many like- <laughs> guys, How
5: many guys have asked you to go to Vegas? Like three. Oh, okay, cool. Um, wait, you're also wait. The big thing that also happened there with the hand-warming scene yeah. is the initial an initial version of him calling her pocket
2: pocket because yeah, she's I'm like reaching you- for
5: the pocket, and he goes, "I'm going to call you pocket from now on." That's like if like I'm going to call you elbow Molly, or like here's zipper. you Well, know, like-
2: also like I kept thinking after the fact, like. That's basically like a slang word for vagina. and like that might be how he thinks of her.
5: Mal, you really... That's way too deep.
2: I'm sorry. He's not literally calling her
5: pocket because it's vagina.
2: No, I know it's not, but this is... I think that... Okay, I think the point of this... Pocket is not a cute nickname.
5: It's a horrible nickname. It
2: doesn't make sense. It's
5: what boring people call each other, and they're a boring couple at this point because we don't know he's a serial killer.
2: Now, I'm thinking that he is a sociopath, and okay. sociopaths learn how to act like humans from television, film, and music. And so he's probably thinking, oh, a couple gives each other a cute name. I'll call her Pocket, which is like, oh, what, she's just a thing for you to store things in? <sighs> like, I don't know what, your dick? Wait,
5: so do you think he... You fucking murderer? Do you, do you think he... Do you think he had that pocket thing in his back pocket to use days before he actually told her she was
2: pocket? No, because we knew the gun was there. So uh, <laughs> so he's like, let's go meet your parents. Let's go. Let's go to Jersey right now. And there's this weird moment where she's like, they'll think we're crazy. And Philip turns it on her. And he says... I know, I know this is going to sound cheesy, but I want to get their permission. Yeah. And it's like, no, you didn't, Philip. You just proposed to her.
5: And you made her move in with you before that without permission.
2: Absolutely. Like, but like, don't, don't turn this on her. Like, this is now your brilliant idea. Like, she's like, this is improper. So.
5: But when they were about to meet the parents, I thought this is like when it's going to turn into a screwball comedy.
2: Absolutely. Like
5: he's, it's going to go horribly.
2: Well, because did you notice the sound alike song in the car was kind of like R&B. a must be the money,
5: well, yeah, the R and B song.
2: No, the Nelly song must oh, be the money. Yeah, like-
5: <laughs> I started shazamming the songs towards the end because I was like, there needs to be a Craigslist killer soundtrack yeah. because they. This was all like decent music. For like, I mean, horrible, bland, decent music, yeah. but like, they could have done a soundtrack.
2: I have to say that the song that we're gonna get to in the montage in a little bit is like, it, I, it will haunt me for the rest of my life. There's only one other movie. It's called um, "Sorority Wars," starring Lucy Hale. It was an ABC original movie, also starring Courtney Thornsmith. Smith, and the opening. Um, song in that movie haunts me the way that this will for the rest of my life. So, we go to the house, there's the must be the money thing. Oh. Philip's nervous.
5: Can I say one thing before you get into the nervous thing? Mm-hmm. As this is an acting thing. This is an acting term. So, at this point, the actor that's playing Philip Markov is doing something we call playing the new truth. So, at this that's what it's called is that as an audience member, we don't think anything's wrong with Philip except that it's called the Craigslist killer, so we obviously kind of know. But at this point, he's playing it like just a normal crappy script. So he's not putting in anything in in the performance yet. Whereas a wink, where like I might want to kill somebody, he's playing it completely like a normal douchebag, right? Right. Like you would not like. He's not winking to the camera. He's not like hey hey hey. No, this is called playing the new truth. He's not giving anything away. So us as audiences going like, he's a great guy. He's a little douchey, but other than that, he's yeah. A, yeah, he's playing the it's, new truth. It's
2: normal to be nervous going into meeting the woman you're about to.
5: Totally, and this, and we see him get nervous, and that's a very normal reaction.
2: So he brings Megan's mom uh, her favorite flowers, roses, <laughs> and then great. he says to the dad, "And I heard about your favorite thing, Pinot Grigio."
5: I'm a spritzer man, Philip.
2: And he hands him was one. Obviously a Chardonnay <sighs> bottle Like not to say I know my Molly, way around I did not the, I know my way all. around The wine section But only a, They don't put a Pinot they, A Pinot Grigio Has never been in a bottle Like that I
5: love that That's what you're like Wait a sec that's I'm a bumping char.
2: on it And he's like Oh um, I wrote What kind <laughs> of grown ass man Has a weakness For Pinot Grigio <laughs> This man right here
5: I love I'm not you even You love a Pinot I love Pinot Grigio And I love Pinot Grigio Spritzers I'm I not, love a
2: Savi Blanc
5: That's amazing yeah, but
2: also at the same time, like you can drink hard liquor. I I just need my. Yeah, I'm, gr- I'm getting to the point. Like I need my Sauvignon Blanc because it goes down like juice. Pinot's a little too sweet. Haven't tried Ramona's Pinot, but she can slam that for hours. But I was a Pinot like girl back girl, in my girl, day. Pino. Uh, do, uh, uh,
5: yeah, everyone um,
2: knows Ryan loves Prosecco so Megan's dad seems a little bit su- a little bit suspect of her and during lunch Philip goes into a brief haze and we can hear his heart beating his vision gets blurry we're seeing it from his POV it becomes like
5: a David Fincher mo- like a really crappy David Fincher movie like yes. this is when we start to realize something might be wrong with Philip.
2: and like props to the director for being so Fincher-esque like Stephen K killing it
5: well it's like the, yeah like it's it, the, the auditory is a little messed up yeah it does these little like quick like blurry like it's very blurry
2: yeah do you think that he like storyboarded that out
5: yeah here's what we're gonna do we're gonna need a tight shot of this no i think they totally just winged it
2: passing the salad tight shot on the salad being passed also blurry um so we can hear his heart beating That's i think he was having a
5: stroke like it was crazy yeah. exactly
2: i didn't understand it and like well, I, we're, we'll explore this more as it comes up more and more. Um, and he asks her dad, David, he says, um, Mr. McAllister,
3: go call me David.
2: Yes. And so he goes,
3: I hear that you have an awesome short game. You play? Oh, yeah. Mr. McAllister, you know why we came here today. Yes, I do. And I'm sure you can imagine some of the questions that I have. Absolutely. I mean, what's the rush, right? Yeah. Aren't you too young? Mm-hmm. What about your studies? And how do I know I can trust you with the person that I care about most in all the world? Yeah, that that about sums it up. Well, sir, with me, what you see is pretty much what you get. You know, uh, I grew up near Syracuse. Parents split when I was a kid. Not rich. No handouts. I had to work my way through school. Summa cum laude from SUNY Albany. And I love your daughter very much.
4: You sound like the American dream.
3: Isn't that a good thing, sir? Mr. McAllister, I would like very much to spend the rest of my life making Megan happy.
0: I know there's no rush. You guys could live together for a bit. Really get to know each other.
2: We have been living
0: together for a bit. Weird. Yeah.
2: Um. Philip and David come back to the house. Well,
5: you you uh, you pointed this out to me is on the golf course is when we find out that his parents split when he was a kid. Yes. So you were the one that pointed that out to me because I was like, I'll, "We'll talk about that later." But he that's on the golf course. He goes. I'm an all American kid. You get what you see. And then he proceeds to say like every like accomplishment he's ever had, but then starts to get into some weird stuff. Like, my parents left me when I was a kid. Like it was it was a little bizarre on the golf course.
2: But that's the other thing, too, that I don't I'm dying to know and understand about Philip is because like you will continue to see if you've ever watched this movie and throughout this podcast. There's never really a satisfactory answer about what happened Didn't, to him. No, not at like, all. Like did the like, brother this could all suck an... his dick in his sleep and the parents watched? And I'm like, not that's saying
5: would feel no, and I and I don't mean person Like I would feel so much better if that was the case. I know because it would give a reason. Like right now, Motive. Right now, it is so blurry, kind of like Philip's vision at the beginning of this dinner scene, this lunch scene. It's blurry in why he does any of this from here on out. Uh, also, what may I point out which is weird about the dad when they go to play golf and then the scene after. He's wearing three different outfits, the dad. The dad Ooh. is at lunch in one outfit, yes. goes to golf and changes, and on the second scene, he changes and now has a cardigan over his... Like, that's three, really, he's like the share of fucking Lifetime. And, no, oh, sorry. they
2: were. this is how they hammer home wealth because that is really what North... This movie, I said to you earlier, this movie could only happen on the North Atlantic. As a person from there, this could only happen there. Lacey Peterson. Oh, there's all sorts of trash in there. This is some nice East Coast Was shit. Was this your
5: dream? Was this like a family? Like No,
2: this is just everything I know. Oh, like, okay. this is everyone I grew up with. Like, yes, of course, you have your lunch outfit, your golf outfit, your post golf outfit. You're saying goodbye
5: to the fam outfit. Yeah, yeah,
2: you have 15 outfits throughout the day, of course. So. Okay, now they're back, um, and oh, and Megan. After you know, whatever. He's like, "Hey, pocket, we did it, we did it, pocket." Yeah, in
5: front of the door, that the, they just said goodbye to the parents. The parents shut the door, and they have a full scene in front of the door where, yeah. like, it's like the parents could literally be looking out the window of this awkward conversation of like, "We
1: did it." Her dad's
2: like jerking off.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Treat my daughter right. Uh, what does this pocket just mean? Just like I did. Does pocket um, mean vagina? Yeah.
2: So uh, a <laughs> pocket. <so, laughs> Sorry. <laughs> He's like, we did pocket. Um, we go back. To, so this is the other thing. They present New Jersey to be a smooth 15 outside of the center of Boston. <laughs> it is a six-hour drive from New Jersey to Boston. And they, like, are, are consistently just, like, just taking their SUV, which is expensive. Yeah, time is students. not a problem
5: in these people's world. Nor is yeah.
2: gas. Because, like, this is that's an expensive SUV to run. Anyway, so... um. That night in bed, Philip sneaks out, Megan is sleeping, he heads to his computer, he's looking on Craigslist, and this is the first time you really see a light in his eyes. I thought um, he was looking
5: for concert tickets at first. Like, <laughs> it's like, but the, 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 the desk, some, like, the desk is tongue. right in view of the bed. Like, he literally, like, gets up and then walks eight feet to the desk and then, like, Gets on Craigslist.
2: Yes, and he clicks on the erotic services section. Yes. Um, and this Music
5: is, gets sinister.
2: Yes, and it's not his first time. Like, we know that this is something he's done before. Yeah, it wasn't like, what is this? Yes, he wasn't what? like hmm, a, a of- Dorito. What does that taste like? Like <laughs> yeah. it was just like every other day.
5: And he's like kind of looking to see if Megan stirs, which by the way, we find out later Megan is the hardest sleeper known to man. Good like for she her. does not wake up for anything. I
2: know. I need to get on what she's on. So Oh, he, and also
5: he takes a sip of wine while he does it.
2: Yeah, I noticed that too. There was two glasses of wine. I'm like, listen, you drunks, put your fucking glasses of wine out before you go to bed. Why are you leaving a couple glasses of wine out? So anyway, because there was two. Um so he goes to the hotel in a socks socks cap and he knocks on the door. A woman opens the door. She's blonde, very slutty. Sorry to slut-shame, but let's just use the word for what it is. She's in a nighty. He has a very intense look on his face and he shuts the door. And he
5: has his special Boston hat on.
2: Yes, always with the Red Sox hat. Yeah. Anytime his, anything sinister. His goes late
5: on, night Markov hat.
2: They just want to remind you of his mass hole. So next time we see Philip, which by the way, he's from New York. Why the f- Fuck is he wearing a Red Sox cap? Bumping on that. Why did I just realize that? This motherfucker's from You've
5: New You've solved the case, why mommy. Why is
2: he wearing... They should have said, what is your... You're not a loyal person. Well, by the way,
5: we're 17 minutes into this the only thing we know so far is that he's a cheater at this point.
2: Yes. And it is well rumored, by the way, that Matt Damon, who is a good man and has never done any I anything will not wrong, have
5: people talk about Matt Damon. Matt, no.
2: You don't talk about Matt Damon in this house because Ben Affleck, we saw it coming, all right? You can never trust a brunette that hot. Like, it was just too much. Like, he was too good, okay?
5: Oh, uh, but now he's all puffy-faced all the time.
2: No, he just- and that's he, and that's what you get for being a bad person. So, I, but Jeez. Matt Damon- Notoriously walked off a set When the wardrobe person said You need to wear a Yankees hat in this scene Walked off a set
5: so Wait, wait, is, wait, wait You're saying that's a good thing?
2: No, that realize? is how this shit runs is Oh, okay, I was like Do that's not, not If you ever asked me to wear a Yankees hat I would rip your taint off your body And light it on Molly, fire Well, I would never
5: ask you to do that Like, that's no, a horrible I mean, person like for you to do anyone asked me
2: to do that Like, I would roast your taint and then feed it to your dog as a treat.
5: Dude, this is what leads up to Molly and the Blue Barrel. I'm like
2: upset. This is
5: what leads up to Molly in the Blue Barrel. somebody's going to ask this and she's going to rip somebody's taint off and it's going to be the wrong person's taint.
2: I know. There's someone out there that's like, mm-hmm. yes, malls. Yes, like There's you do tons not people you you do not mix bloods when it comes to Yankees. and You're a Red inciting Sox. a
5: riot here with what Whew. you're saying.
2: I am upset. I will start that riot any so day. He's, he's showing, am, I'm he, willing to go riot in Glendale Center right <laughs> now. I am pissed.
5: You can't afford to get click, kicked out of Glendale, Molly. Uh, I can't
2: believe this SUNY Albany fuck has been oh, pulling Molly, this Red calm Sox hat on. Down. Over. Sorry, he's, I'm upset. Okay, so
5: Phillips with the slutty girl showing uh, him where the thoracic her where the thoracic muscle. No,
2: is. that no. Now we see Megan. That's that did not happen <laughs> So then we see Megan and Philip, and they're taking their engagement photos oh yeah yeah
5: yeah which by the way we're now on to like track three of the most amazing soundtrack because it's all like fun boppy music again after he's cheated on her
2: it's like a Sarah Bareilles sort of track yeah it's
5: like it's like yeah. a really low-key roar like love this song looks,
2: this looks like an expensive photo shoot which is another reason why it's a that white background Megan must be I said she must be from serious money well that's still like a nice setup okay, they were dressed yeah. really nicely you know, photographers aren't a dime a dozen in Boston The way they are here
5: I, I said at this point, I wrote down Like the tone of this with the pop songs To me is one of the most disturbing things
2: Absolutely like Because
5: it really doesn't like It's not trying to do it cleverly with the tone It's just like hitting you over the head with it There's not yes. like subtlety at all
2: And this was another moment that I thought They were really kind of tipping to us That maybe he's a sociopath and can't pick up on social cues Because the photographer said Like no, Kenny Barbie
3: Barbie Yeah
2: why wouldn't you know that's a good thing? He's saying you look like the most conventionally attractive people ever been cast into plastic.
5: Yeah, I did not pick... That's amazing. But all, like, what I did pick up on is that she talks about the wedding website for the first time.
2: It's going to be pink. Which,
5: by the way, seems like one of the biggest websites known to man. Like, it really keeps coming back. Like, I this mean, wedding website. Outside
2: of Craigslist, it's the most important website in at least this movie.
5: Yeah. Well no. And by the way, when like cuz the the photograph scene goes into the next scene where she's talking about the website and he's surfing Craigslist while they're talking.
2: Can I give a shout to the fact that they used a Sony Vio no label coverage at all. Sony Vio's like, yeah, you can say the Craigslist killer used a Sony Vio. That seems like something. No, yeah.
5: th- th- what happened was they're on set, somebody either f- the the production person forgot to put the tape over it. And they realize, like, Sony is not going to, like, watch Lifetime and, like, sue. Like, pe- like things get forgotten like that all the time, and they just roll with it, you know? You
2: don't think in... Oh, because I feel like they do a really good job. On Megan's computer, they covered up the apple with a sticker of a rose. These
5: people are working 18-hour days. They have, like, uh, eight nine days to shoot a whole yeah, movie, right. you know? Their
2: craft service is, like, a deli tray with expired ranch. Yeah. Here's so... Some.
5: I hope you like peanut butter.
2: <laughs> so, I noticed this is, like, where you really see She Loves Pink, which was emotional for me because my friend jackie johnson just got married in an all pink wedding um she's wearing a pink bu t-shirt she has a pink mug um she's telling him i can't wait to meet your family and he's like yeah i spoke to them i don't think they can make it and she's like what the fuck this is our engagement party and and she's like philip we're getting married don't you think it's strange i haven't met your family yeah
5: huge red flag
2: yeah huge red flag and he goes well we're a strange family Why would you want to marry into that? Which one are they?
5: Can we talk about what you just said, Philip? Yeah. Could we really dissect what you just told me? And also, right before this, they did the whole boring, I like you. I right. like you too. Like that's their cute catchphrase. Yeah, is, I yeah, like yeah. you. I like you too. Hey, I think I'm going to stick around for yeah, a while. Goes, you know what? <laughs> I like you. And she goes, I like you too. Like, and they've done it, and they must like high five each other because they think they're so flipping smart. And yeah. it just disgusts me.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so here's my other thing, though, is that like I don't. This is a personal aside. I want to know, like, before you were with Anne Marie, who has a sister who lives out here. It seems like you sure, know sure. and like her family. Before you dated her,
5: mm-hmm.
2: was there ever? I mean, because for me, I've dated guys and like they were great, that was awesome. But then, like, and and I would have even considered spending my life with them. But then meeting their family and realizing mm-hmm. what every Thanksgiving, Christmas, my child's yeah. grandparents would be like, mm-hmm. I, it, I was like, I'm out. I got to cash out. Like, I'm I'm yeah. taking my chips to the the table at Foxwoods and cashing out. Yeah. I'm done.
5: Did I, so you're saying, have I, have I ever had bad experiences? Have you ever
2: had that? And if you, if you met a woman who was like amazing and like all had all these things going yeah. for you and she was like, hey, my family can't make it to the engagement party and my best excuse for you is that I'm from a weird family. Like, Ask more questions.
5: Yeah, no, I I would, yeah, definitely delve deeper.
2: Deal breaker for me. Yeah, but
5: that's why I think Megan's big downfall is that she doesn't see some of these huge red flags. Even to the point of like, he's surfing Craigslist during this whole conversation. Yeah. If it was my wife, she'd be like, what the hell are you looking at? And like, she'd literally put her face in front of my computer.
2: That is why I honestly think they maybe had a private conversation already where he's like, when I was eight, I woke up and my 10-year-old brother was sucking my dick. Can my
5: I theory. point out? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Can I point out now? Molly so delved deep into the brother theory, she now... I thought you were going to say another theory, and you literally used the same theory, yet you had gone further with it. You he had been you incest- <laughs> You literally imagine a scene where the brother puts himself in Philip's room at some point and sucks something on Philip's While body. While the
2: parents are watching. And, oh like, my God. I'm a writer, okay?
5: Oh, oh I'm sorry, <laughs> Shakespeare. Like, that's crazy. Like, I didn't realize Arthur Miller was in the house. Oh it my is God.
2: Shakespearean. And by the way, <laughs> who has the same Myers Briggs as Shakespeare? Your girl. So, Aiden. Shakespeare took
5: the Myers Briggs?
2: Cut. Um. <laughs> So, Philip spoils. Uh, or Philip's. Oh, oh, wait. So we're at the engagement party, and Philip spots his mom come in. All right.
5: Yeah. He says he has problems with the parents, but I didn't realize. I thought he still invited them. That means, though, the mom that, shows up. I
2: think that Megan's awkwardness. Like, I think that Philip knows he needs to skate on the ice as thinly as possible until it freezes a little bit harder. And like, I, I think that that's what he's doing. I think that he's like, all right, I'm gonna toss her a bone. Bring the mom and dad in. Brother who sucked my dick, not invited. So, uh, and I should probably stop saying that because I'm talking about Childhood you don't want to get
5: sued by the family
2: childhood incest look this is a comedy podcast I have nothing what do you want my chihuahua he's gonna bite you so not that you have anything left let's face it your family's emotionally barren sure. um so well anyway I'm glad
5: you made up for everything that you just said
2: he hugs her uh and his face is completely lifeless when he's hugging his mom
5: yeah it's like dead eyes
2: and Megan comes over she's charming and um
5: the mom's named Patricia banks played by Judith hogue who's like a very decent actor You like her uh she she was in the original nightmare on elm street she i mean she's just had a really long career
2: so you've jerked it to her several times that's
5: totally not what i meant okay. at well, all like, i can't like actresses that i'm like, a
2: writer yeah. i read between sorry. the lines yeah. okay uh,
5: yes yeah,
2: <laughs> where were we five minutes on ago out, everything that's
5: going to be said probably <laughs> be like
2: I know. So he comes over um, and then immediately she clocks up Philip's dad is talking (gasps) up to Megan's parents.
1: Did
5: you, wait, now did you get a solid look at Philip's dad?
2: Yeah, he looked young.
5: I'm going to bet you a hundred dollars that it is Jake McDormand, the guy who plays Philip Markov in glasses and a gray-haired wig. It looked so young to me and I froze frame it. I'm like, that looks like Jake McDormand in a wig and glasses.
2: Oh, you are sinister. You are just as sick as this man. Well, let me see if he shows Definitely up. Definitely not as and- sick
5: making up things about the sun.
2: This is like when I said that Travis was just as fucked up as Jody Arias. Like, I need to really get my mind in check. This has gotten out of no, control. No, but like it, they,
5: they only do a quick flash, and I like—I was like, I know that face. I've been watching that face the last four times. I've and seen you this would movie. no,
2: you would know. You're much better with that sort of stuff. Your guys are really good with facial recognition. It's how crazy. about just me?
5: How about I am? Uh, well,
2: no, like guys. you. No, you are. And oh, all,
5: guys are.
2: Yeah, all like all the guys. Like I have so many guys come to this podcast, and they're all like, oh, oh face, that face, face, face. face. Oh, like I love. face. Faces. I know them all um, so, anyway um, Philip walks into the next room Megan is swing dancing with her father the extras are <laughs> laughing it up uh, Philip's vision uh, and heartbeat that uh, it's start- the auditory in. and
5: visual thing kicks in again so we know something's wrong with Philip
2: he really looks like he's having like a hypoglycemic panic attack and he's going to pass out or something but
5: then he like we realize at this point and I think Philip does is only one thing can take away his pain. Mm-hmm. Craigslist.
2: Getting on that sexual encounters website. Now this is great. His username is just simply Sex Addict Five Three Eight Eight Five. Not a birthday. Not any sort of it. that's not a sports team. But is number. that even a
5: good like you like a plain username? Like Sex Addict Zero like I mean, that's such a weird, like, already red flag name, even in that kind of community, I would imagine.
2: Oh, yeah. I'd be like, like oh, what who, just, sex like Sex Addict 38, 38, 3885? Well, like, yeah. how about
5: I Enjoy Sex 3885? Like, the term addict, I think, is, like, the problem I'm having, you know? But I
2: feel like, yeah, I know addicts love that, though. Like, other addicts are like, oh, me too. This so, guy
5: this guy has a dark problem like me. Yeah. I definitely want to screw yeah, him.
2: fuck him. So the, his main picture is just of his torso. Wait, wait, um,
5: well, I had a question about that. I thought he was trading picks with another dude and it was another dude's torso.
2: You know what? I have to be honest with you. We're going to learn a lot about maybe some of his proclivities.
5: Oh, really? Because I stopped watching at this point. So I'm really <laughs> oh, excited where, to learn. Yeah, very off. excited to learn what happens.
2: Okay, well, I have to get into some research I did about the China patterns shortly, so <laughs> I just want to get through this. Uh, main pictures of the torso. He has a message from someone literally saying he's like, "Got your message." Pics a little blurry. Got another. He writes, "You got it." He proceeds to. Take his boxers off
5: into the smallest bathroom known to man
2: with it's like literally one of those embarrassing Hollywood bathrooms that you live at in like a transitional apartment with that Mexican tile everywhere. And it's like that tiny little medicine cabinet mirror that it's like the only reason why you haven't taken it out is because breaking a mirror is the worst thing that can ever happen to (laughs) you. Um, And it makes no sense for the apartment they live in. Well, I mean, it is Boston, but it, no, it just—you're right. it does, yeah, it's, doesn't it's make stupid. sense. It's stupid. It's stupid. So um, then he lifts up his shirt, takes off his boxers, and takes faceless faceless pics in the bathroom mirror, which I want to say ahead of his time. I don't know if everyone knew to take them faceless back in the day. Well,
5: but he just—yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, but but and, and and what's great is that he seems to be really enjoying himself. He has like kind of a smile on his face. And then it cuts to a shot of like um, we just see the crack of the door and we see a flash go off like flash, flash, flash. And they pull back a little and, and it's Megan McAllister sleeping like a huge elephant, like just sleeping the night away while we see flash, flash. And it's clicking, click,
2: click, click. Has he been like tranquilizing her What's in her like, wine?
5: I'm like, when did the paparazzi go into the bathroom? It's like click, 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 click.
2: I know. I wish my Blackberry had been that powerful. Um, so <laughs> Megan is picking out some Kate Spade China patterns very on brand for her. And then she says she's looking at two kinds for the fancier China that you bring out when the head of the medical department, who they both hate, because they're both really big on like a false narrative. She's like, I'm thinking either, either the Royal Dalton et al, or the Spode Indian tree. Um, these two China patterns... Could not be more different. They have nothing to do with the Kate Spade china. Like if I, so then therefore I'm wondering where's the silver? Like I need to see what the silverware is in order to understand where it all fits. The Indian tree spode china is like, beautiful i actually thought about buying some myself Molly, today. i
5: totally checked out about china like, you, i I, you I, I'm like, I don't know what you're talking black about Black China? I, no i love black china <laughs> i love robin black china no but like you're really passionately talking about china and i feel like i'm planning my wedding
2: again well i'm telling you this is some northeastern atlantic shit okay like, i, I just... know my spode i know my royal dalton i am in the mix and then also kate spade i'm like oh this is why we know Megan's basic so um
5: but also this is also the moment where like my conclusion was dude he's turning dark because wedding planning is hard. Like, it's not the little brother, like, touching his privates when he was a kid. Like, this wedding is driving him insane. It's so hard. The website, getting that online is so hard. We, this is the scene also, we see that it's 106, because she has the website up, and we see it's 106 days to the wedding.
2: Yes. And so he starts to get the blurry vision again. Then we see him at Foxwoods. He's gambling hard. By himself,
5: not with Megan. No,
2: losing badly too. Everything's blurry, and we get the feeling that I don't know if you've ever known a gambler but like gamblers to me are like almost the sickest kind of addict because it's like no one just purely gambles like you're gambling but you also fuck too much or you're gambling but you also drink too much or you're gambling so long because you're on cocaine like gambling is a very problematic it's one of the more problematic addictions in my mind because it goes hand in hand with a lot of not that all of them don't no it's true
5: I I do I do the wheel of fortune slots and I'll stay there sometimes for like hey I'm not joking I will like I'll get in like six, seven hours.
2: You're just such a sweetie. Like this man's blowing—he's blowing seven months of rent on a blackjack table—and you're like, oh, I mean, I love those penny slots. <laughs> so can't play Oh, no, because
5: you can gamble for a long time and you can get a free drink here and there. Like yeah. I get like so Phillips like gambling, but he also does this great thing as an actor at one point where he's like, let me throw this in, and he turns around for a drink, and there's no waitress there. That he's was like, the
2: best. Oh,
5: oh. Like, you just realize, like, he can't, like, get, like, his luck has totally run out. He can't even get a free drink. He goes, oh.
2: That was actually, you know what? That caught my eye, too, and it was the best because it was like, this is a man at his lowest. Because he also, he lost, he was now at the point where he wasn't even dealing in chips. He was just putting cash down Auditory on the table.
5: and vision problems, like, total 100% going at this point.
2: So, he walks out of the campus little hammer.
5: He walks out of the casino, yeah, Foxwood. Oh, sorry, he
2: walks out of Foxwood and hammered, randomly and right onto the BU campus, which is again an hour and forty five minutes away from each other. This man is so drunk that if he even got in a vehicle, not only would he not even make before it to the parking lot. No, this man would have literally been the guy that got cut in half by the Colorado freeway sign here in Glendale. Like it would have been oh, a disastrous that- drunk driving accident to end all drunk driving accidents. <sighs> yeah. That would have been, and not that guy wasn't even drunk. Like this would have just been bad. It was bad.
5: I just yeah.
2: And he ran into poor Janet, who's um,
5: the thoracic posterior girl from the first scene, and yeah, like I she's think that's
2: a dinosaur. What is a thoracic posterior? That's dark, or... Mom. Okay,
5: <laughs> that's very dark. What you kidding. just said.
2: You're just keep saying dinosaur names.
5: You gotta go to an aquarium. Um, I have
2: to go to the aquarium. <laughs> it's the dinosaur. So dark. <laughs>
5: um, no, but he bumps into Janet randomly, and he's wasted, and he's like, no money to his name, obviously. He's like, I don't know. And he's like, hey. And they have a test the next day. Jen. <laughs> Yeah,
2: totally so that is exactly what I need. You're in scrubs. you look cute. Uh, where are you today? You missed a lot of stuff
3: on the test. I uh, missed a lot of stuff, but I don't really, I don't care because I've got you. And you're gonna give me notes because you're a good friend. Sorry, my uh, friend. But... I don't know. Oh, wait,
1: wait, wait, wait. oh. oh. oh okay. We're friends, right? We're, sure. we're, we're friends. friends but you're getting all close. Bob, stop! Let's... No, knock it off! Uh, yeah, buddy. me. This, what's wrong with you? What would your fiance say
3: about
4: this if she found out that she, oh. you? Oh,
2: you saw He walks off drunk as hell, like kind of a smile on his face, like as if what just happened was like, like he was denied. He put a quarter in a gumball machine and the gumball didn't come out. Yeah, like that's kind of how he yeah. looked. he like, was like, I don't know, you know, yeah, when You, lived you to live to fight. You live so. to fight another day. So. This is the cut to the craziest shit ever, is yeah, what I have written in my I notes. wrote
5: There is a Beast in Philip Markov.
2: Okay, so. Now we get to the craziest shit ever, which is a song. I already said Sarah Bareilles or whatever, however you say her name. I can't think of someone else who... It's
5: like Sixpence None the Richer mixed with like... Yes. Um, I'm trying to think. Not like Jewel, but like this like really like early 2000s.
2: Vanessa Carlton maybe. Yes. Yeah, like yeah. Little, um, uh,
5: who was that other one? Michelle uh, Branch. That's exactly what I was yeah. thinking. Yeah, totally.
2: But like Michelle Branch, if she was like... Uh, I was oh, say it's something like, oh, no, so it's like the it's so dark. Like I can't the even car- say No, what like, I
5: was about and to also say. like a little bit of the cardigans.
2: I can't even like if you even know where my mind just went. This would back be, to that. I would be. I I would have to move back to Boston. Philip's Phillip, uh,
5: brother. Little I was bad. It
2: was it topped the brother. Yeah. So anyway, it's a montage of uh, Megan trying on wedding dresses with the mom and the sister, which is horrendous. Wow, really?
0: does that come with a light oh, switch? God. Let's look at some other dresses. Billy, something
1: special. The
3: <laughs> you know, these are the disposable phones, the ones that can't be traced, They can't be tracked, anything like that. Yeah, so. no ID, no nothing. All right, thanks.
5: They're selling burner phones in Home Depot. Like, and yeah, that's what I, because I thought it was all like him shopping and like one-stop shopping. Maybe. And, like, he's questioning, like, hey, these really, like... And the guy's like, yeah, I guess so.
2: He's like, these are the phones. They can't be traced, right? No matter where you call from, what you do, they can't be traced. And the guy's like, yep. And I'm like, if I was... Look, if i your uh, no no offense to your friend's acting choice, I think he was right. I think that character probably. Sean a, Prasad,
5: you guys. Yeah, he has a bedroom Sean that Prasad. smells
2: weird. That character has a bedroom that smells really weird.
5: Sean does have a bedroom that smells totally weird.
2: Okay, per, then perfect casting. Props to the casting director. Um, so then um, we go back to the mom and Megan and Kate trying on dresses. And they're shading her again, which I don't know. I kind of thought that trying on wedding dresses was supposed to be the one day of your life that everyone in your life kisses your ass But for she no also reason.
5: looked beautiful in every dress so far.
2: Oh, great. She looked great. And so um, th- they're like, It's a lot of dress. I like the way it moves.
0: Really? Moves? It's like a tsunami. Oh. oh my God, I am never getting married. When you meet somebody that makes you feel like Philip makes me feel, and you will, You'll do anything to show him how much you love him, even wear a tsunami dress. Anyway. Oh, wow. Okay, we've got cakes to taste. Go hey, get changed
2: nice. quickly, quickly. Then uh, we get a, we see Philip getting a text from Megan, and it says, There are no good dresses in the state of New Jersey. X O X O X O M. And Philip smiles as he reads this, and then he, um, puts about four or five rolls of duct tape into a shopping cart.
5: And they're playing the pop music the whole time. So it's a really like... It's not clever because it's hitting you over the head with, but it's like a crazy montage for a lifetime film.
2: Well, it's just bone chilling because it's like you could be having the best intentions, the best day of your life at any time. And a guy that you are planning on spending that day with... planning
5: on murdering.
2: ...is picking up zip ties to murder a prostitute with. And
5: like he's totally cool with it and just also still very happy that he's texting with you. Like he's really divorcing himself from the situation. He
2: could have been picking up Sonicare brush heads. Like it didn't matter what he was doing. Doing. But
5: do you also think that the wedding thing, the the in that montage, the wedding scene was darker? Yeah. Like, I mean, to me, that was even creepier than him getting zip ties.
2: Yeah, because he just looked like he was having a day at the park. And in this one, I was like... Megan's mom and BFF are so cunty like no wonder she chose a murderer fiancé. And the
5: tsunami dress? Yes. Which by the way tsunami tsunami kills tons of people like did you Oh, I and... didn't
2: actually think of that a tsunami. Kills <laughs> and also people. fun
5: for like oh yeah 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, so then um we see oh so oh, this is a great juxtaposition. Yeah. So then Megan comes out in the dress and she's found the one. But Philip has also found the one at a gun shop in New Hampshire. Yes. He's buying a gun under a fake ID. The name is Brian Stevens. Uh, and he just like takes, you know, as she's twirling around in her wedding dress, he's twirling around in yes. the gun store with his gun.
5: Like, that's what I wrote. Like, are you allowed to point the gun directly at the gun owner and like... The gun owner does not, like, I mean, it's a cut to commercial after this, they do, but like, he literally goes, oh, this one, and points it directly in the shop owner's face. And there's not, and there's no calling the cops, there's no, like, it's, it is. it was so bizarre to me. And also, that was also, like, right, they were uh, eating, like, cakes on the other side, mm-hmm. and the fun friend says,
2: oh. oh, that's yum. You like it? Mm-hmm. Okay. We cannot go with
0: this
2: one. Why not? Because all of your guests will die of pleasure, and you will have that on your conscience.
5: Dude, do you know the writer probably high-fived himself? Was like,
2: Woo! He was like, My four hours have been put in today. I'm gonna take the kids yeah. to Ojai. Like he, uh, <laughs> he clocked you know out. What, it, yeah,
5: two o'clock is enough for me. <laughs> he's
2: gonna I'm like he's like, I raped that first act. Out! Um, so anyway, uh Philip, uh Pulls aside Janet at the hospital Mm. and he starts in real slow with an apology. Janet,
3: can I talk to you for a sec? Uh, sir. Cool. So, listen, I just wanted to apologize for the other night because I was really drunk. No, I was out of line. Forget about it. It's not okay. (laughs) I just want to let you know if you even think about messing with me and my fiance. I swear to God. You understand?
2: Okay. The way that Philip, this is where I go back and forth on Lifetime movies because Janet is afraid of him, rightfully so. But like, if she had kind of thrown up a flag and said like, hey, Philip, the star med student, keeps physically threatening me. Um, and he told me that something's going to happen to me if I fuck with him. And it's like, go to the administration. Yeah, that's a, you know what
5: I, because I, yeah, I've listened to a lot of murder stuff lately. See something, hear something, say something. Right. You cannot be protect yourself. Even if you think it's silly, say something, and especially like, she's been threatened at this point.
2: Well, it can be very hard for a woman to come forward and we're going to learn even more about that. So, Megan calls up uh Philip. And she's like, hey, honey. She's like, "Um, our ATM account's overdrawn. And Kate's like, don't even worry about it. He's probably just in a lecture. Um, And we see that Philip is going through Craigslist while in a lecture. He's looking at nudie pics. The professor calls on him. And he answers the question without paying attention easily. Which and does
5: me- it like, and puts a little bit of a joke on it. Like, yeah. which my thought was when I saw this originally, I was like, oh, he's going to screw it up because now it's affecting his studies.
2: Yeah. No. Went the
5: opposite way. He still knew exactly.
2: I went to college with so many kids like that, that could like blow it out at trivia on a Thursday, like literally do cocaine all night at trivia. How Boston is at, And then go to school the next day and like, slam it in lectures.
5: Yeah, like Philip is like a like he's so gifted and talented and he's using it for poor things.
2: Yeah, poor Philip. Um so basically the account is overdrawn, Kate's like NBD, ATMs fuck up all the time, which I guess back in the day they kind of did. Um this was only in two thousand nine. Philip We see him now in a hotel elevator.
5: He's in his Boston. He has his Boston hat on. Yeah.
2: He calls Megan and he's like, hey, sorry, I'm at the dean's office. Look, I fucked up with the bank account, but I just got this NIH grant. I'll put all the money in the account on Monday. And she's like, oh, see, I knew he was amazing. And
5: the whole time he's doing this, he is so cocky and confident. He's adjusting paintings in the hotel hallway and he's like touching like the ceilings. Like he's so cocky. This is not his house. And he's literally like touching everything and, like, making sure everything's in place. It's so bizarre.
2: Also, DNA everywhere. It's a DNA factory. Dude,
5: I didn't even think about that. Let's check the wallpaper.
2: Yeah, there was some shit. Uh, There's some shit later on where I'm like, if he hadn't grabbed that Red Sox hat, that would have been the smoking gun to end all smoking guns. So a prostitute opens. Uh, he knocks on a hotel door. A prostitute, she's vaguely Asian. And I only point this out to say that <laughs> Philip has no type. Every single... Oh, sorry.
5: No, 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 I just—it's a really good no. I'm just saying
2: that every single woman that we see him with, with the exception of Megan, who is very like classically princess girl. Yeah, every girl that he's with has a different sort of backstory, a different journey. He's colorblind. Look, he's colorblind. But also, like, the only thing they all have in common is that he doesn't respect any of them because they're escorts. Enter the Madonna horror complex.
5: But, like, this, the girl opens the door, and, like, they cut it with uh, the fun friend popping a bottle of champagne. Did you get that symbolism?
2: I didn't see that, no. Oh, okay. Um. But, oh, yes, because Megan is at home back in New Jersey, because that's a 15-minute drive, and she's opening a letter from BU, and she was rejected from med school. It's a
5: thin—like, are we—I'm so done with thin letters in movies, it's like— if it's a thin letter, you're not in. Like, we know it already. Like, why are you even, like, we see this every, every movie with college. Like, she's thin like, letter, you're not in.
2: She's like, oh, it's a thin letter. Like, as she's opening it, I'm like, yeah, so why are you opening it?
5: Yes, and the mom's like, no, it could be. And it's, of course, a rejection.
2: So, we cut back to the room with Philip and the vaguely Asian prostitute. He pulls out the zip ties, and he's like, she's like, so, you want to be tied up? And he's like, no, not you." not me. Yeah. And she's like, "Well, I don't do bondage." And then he pulls a gun on her, and I do want to point out, because Ryan and I were arguing about this before. She did have a massage table in the room next to the bed. Well,
5: let's just agree to disagree.
2: Okay, let's agree to disagree. Whatever. Anyway, you guys can screenshot that I'm and rub not it in his, his face watch forever. It again. Anyway, um he then ties her up Pulls the gun on her. He's like, I'm going to fucking kill you, whatever. He pulls out her license from her wallet. And he's like, I know where you live now. He's, so he's like, you
5: don't weigh 118. Yeah. No, didn't say <laughs> he's that. like,
2: brown eyes. <laughs> um. So he takes out her ATM card and he's like, give me the pin. And she's like, four, three, two, one. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like
5: no, really, give me the pin.
2: She's like, four, three, two, one. <laughs> and it's like, Philip, she's a prostitute. Like, she hasn't really thought about this. But like, also, do you
5: imagine how bizarre of dialogue that is? Of like, if it- it's not necessary at all. It doesn't advance anything. It's like kind of like a little like speed bump a little bit. Well, and I like, think
2: when he's losing at gambling, he also robs these prostitutes to yes. kind of fund the. No,
5: no, totally. I'm just saying the four, three, two, one, like it's just an interesting little bit of dialogue that I found really kind of like, Oh, that's weird. Like you're going to take a second to correct. I don't know. It just, it stuck out to me for some reason.
2: Yeah, you're right. Cause she was very visibly afraid. Like that's not a position a normal person lies in. Yeah. You know, like you're like, I'm, I'm, Zip tied. Here's (laughs) here's everything I got. So, um
5: Oh, but then he's like, you know what? It's I don't need just money. I want a souvenir of the occasion.
2: Yeah. So after he duct tapes her mouth, he pulls out a razor, cuts her thong off, and leaves the room. Like, I don't really understand how he got the thong off. Like he only cut one leg, and I'm like I don't
5: think they can show it like fully how he does it in a lifetime movie.
2: That's true. Um, anyway. So um he's sitting on the floor for a minute panting. And after that, I couldn't tell if he was freaked out or if he just looked like he like did a Sex, massive yeah. hit of heroin.
5: I thought he was like orgasm. Like he's like, This yeah. is
2: the rush I needed. Now I can go back to the <laughs> wedding website. He's <laughs> like, now I know what China I want. 90 more days. Yes. So um Billy Baldwin actors Effing
5: Billy Baldwin is in this movie. I was like, what? Yeah. It was crazy. Billy Baldwin all of a sudden is in this movie.
2: Yep, and he's sex-shaming Trisha the prostitute, and he's being like very abrasive with her. And he's like... So why'd you bring a guy back to your hotel room? Am I going to find any priors on you about solicitation? She's like, look, dude, I don't know why you're questioning me. You need to go find him. This is obviously not the first time he's done this. This is like, there was something about it that he liked. And then we cut to Philip at home, putting the thong inside of a sock. He stuffs it under the bed. He hears Megan come home. um, And we cut back to the hotel room. And the woman says, whatever he's done, he's done it before, and he liked it.
5: Which is totally true. True, But also, at this point, like, the movie takes a real turn, because Billy Baldwin is in a different movie than the other people. Yeah. Like, he is very, like, he's coming in with, like, I'm Billy Baldwin attitude. Yeah. Yet he's, he hasn't earned it yet. Yeah. So it's really distracting.
2: But I feel like if you were Boston SVU, because like you did say you were like he thinks he's in the Departed or something.
5: Well, because his brother Alec, was in the Departed. I think this is his version of the Departed.
2: Okay. And like, okay.
5: so I think he came in with like, let's um I'm but He's grizzled.
2: I thought like, he was doing his best like Chris Maloney. Oh, really? Well, I mean, see, I, I don't also watch don't...
5: SVU, so like you probably are totally right.
2: But, well, no, I also just don't really understand the Baldwin's. So like, I don't see the appeal. Never found them attractive. No offense. To all the bald ones listening. I'm Um. not offended.
5: (laughs) (laughs) Steven's like, damn it!
2: So Billy's watching. uh, Billy and cop number B. Cop B. We'll just call him cop (laughs) B. Billy's
5: partner, which by the way, guys, if you watch this, look in every scene, he looks physically scared to be in a scene with billy baldwin yeah like billy baldwin must have been a terror on set because he looks physically scared to say his lines
2: like billy baldwin like pissed in a jar in front of this guy in their shared trailer
5: yeah hey, i'll tell you a story about how sliver went
2: <laughs> yes he's like there he's watching the videos man looks like a boring guy in a red socks hat so um we see megan comes home he's hiding the gun whatever on the six hour drive from Boston, New Jersey, which took 15 minutes. She decided to come back to tell him that she didn't get into med school. He's like, don't worry. I'll go wherever you Just go. Just you
5: and me, pocket. That's Just what he says. And, and by me. the way, he says that, but the camera does this little like move in where like we see him realize that he like Megan might be dumb. Like you literally see him realize like, oh, I might have I might have picked a dumb girl like he literally has that like you didn't get in
2: yeah I know and like this is the thing is like I think love makes you dumb like she maybe would have gotten into a better med school had she she not gone to Like she
5: wasn't yeah she wasn't studying because of like his pushing her not to study
2: men like this don't want to see you succeed if you are ever in a relationship where a guy tells you to put your priorities on the back burner to go have fun or further his life you need to dump him because that's symptomatic of a much bigger problem
5: if you see See something, say something, and study.
2: Yes. So,
5: <laughs> I mean, no, if we're going to put positive into this, let's do it. Like,
2: <laughs> So Megan drops him off at the hospital, and he's like, no final fitting. Because she's like, I have to go in for my final fitting. He's like, no final fitting. I'm like, oh, he's baby talking now. Um, back at home, Megan finds out she's been rejected from a pile of more schools. <laughs> it's, getting,
5: it's getting crazy. Like, it's really... Getting crazy. Like. No,
2: it like looks like this scene in like uh, Miracle on 34th Street where all the letters come in for Santa. Like, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. <laughs> all med school rejection letters. This is an embarrassment
5: of riches. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but also, I literally at this point thought, like, all the application fees, no wonder he's robbing, like, massage therapist prostitutes. Like, right. it's
2: so much money. And then her mom says, like... Oh, you got into Saint Kids. They have a great program. School I've never heard of.
5: Her mom wants it more than she does, by the way.
2: Yeah, and her mom's like, "Look, if Philip loves you, he'll wait 5 years, and you can get married after you graduate." 5 Which, years? Mm, that's no, not like And likely. we know
5: Philip at this point he won't wait 5 years.
2: And Megan is love-sick, and she says her dream right now is to be with Philip, and she's going to put her dream on hold and be with him, and if she wants to go to med school after she has kids, because that happens all the time, uh, she will just do that then. So then we see Phillips (sighs) digging under their bed while she's at home. He pulls out a copy of Grey's Anatomy and hollows it out. Not the TV
5: show, like a book
2: the book that the tv show was named after <laughs> um and he hollows it out so he can hide his gun in it and he's very pleased with himself
5: but wait molly this scene takes 10 minutes we fully see how like he takes the scalpel out he cuts the full length of the gun like we see the full thing. like we don't need that scene like we literally could see him put a gun into a book and we'd get it we watch him do the like it's like a like a home uh, like uh, the craft show Well
2: cause Megan calls him At one point While like He's doing this really? And she's like Hey we're gonna have a I, I was thinking a beach wedding And he's like Honey I'm I'm just waking up from a nap mm-hmm. And it's like Are you so engrossed In exacto knifing These pages out of Grey's Anatomy That you can't Just like have a Pretend well, civil And also if you're
5: doing Something that evil Don't you think you'd be On your best behavior To be cool to your fiance Yes Because by the way If I did that to my wife And I was like I just woke up from a nap She'd be like Oh, you can't talk to me. Yeah, you can't talk to me right now. Well, you know what? Fine, Philip. We'll talk later. Yeah, like, and like, why would you risk that fight? But Megan is so not believing in herself at all at this point. Yeah, that she like she, she's just walked all over. She's
2: like, I've driven twelve hours round trip upwards of five times to get fitted <laughs> for this fucking dress. I've been dress. protected
5: by every school in the country. And I woke you up from a nap?
2: And I'm asking you for a wedding in a free venue, and you're giving me shit? (laughs) So then we meet, at oh, my favorite. Oh, this one kills me. Julissa. Now, Julissa is... She's the real deal. She's tied for the second with my favorite. There's one other that I love just as much as Julissa, but in a different way. Um... And um, Julissa is getting her a bed ready She's um, going to do a proper massage she's on the phone with her mom Proper massage, quote unquote She tells her mom she has to go meet a guy that she met on the train He's a nice guy, he's a student And the mom's doing the whole like, well what's his deal? Where's he from? Blah, blah, blah She's like, mom, I don't know Because like she doesn't want to say, mom, I'm fucking a guy off Craigslist um, So yeah. I'm obsessed with this When she leaves she's the room She's very busty too She's busty yeah. And when she leaves the room, she's wearing a crop top And a little jean skirt And one thing that I noticed is that part of it, part of the back of the crop top is connected to under her her skirt still. So like the logical conclusion for me is that she's wearing a thong bodysuit over a denim skirt, but that doesn't explain the cropped front. And then when she meets him at the elevator and they're both feeling it, they get back to the room and the thong part of her outfit is gone. So it's just a crop top. And I'm wondering, was it clipped to her mic?
5: Wait a sec. Did you say elevator scene?
2: Because she goes out to the elevator to pick him up. And then when she turns around and walks him back to the room. okay. The thong part of I the body suit thought, is
5: missing. I literally thought, like, are you watching, like, some unedited version? And I got that scene cut out. But no. I guess, okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, that probably is a mic thing because they have to, like, put it down. And, and yeah. Yeah. I don't want to ruin I don't want to. continuity
2: error. Like, she's not wearing a thong yeah. body Sorry suit. For when she Sorry for ruining.
5: Um, Sorry for taking you out of the movie. No.
2: But. I mean, no. The the Honestly, the thong body suit, like, ruined the movie for me. Like, I rewatched that scene, like, four yeah. times trying to understand the fabric, and I just yeah. couldn't.
5: It being so bad ruined it for that me. That goes
2: into the scale. Uh, <laughs> the movie not being a good <laughs> the movie. The movie
5: not being a good movie was what really did it for me the first time.
2: So this is really sad, and, and she's saying, I'm in grad school, too. She's like, I'm actually going in there for drug and alcohol counseling. She's like, I figure if you know something, you might as well be a part of it. Or yeah, whatever. by the
5: way, she got accepted to a grad program, so yeah. already better than Megan.
2: So Julissa like, Sorry, also Megan. Was like a
5: Sorry, that a really so troubled
2: past. Yeah, you know? like she
5: worked her way up.
2: She's been through some shit, and she she has a mom
5: that cares. Um,
2: and again, she's like saying that she goes to grad school in New York, making it seem like Boston's Back Bay and New York are like 15 minutes apart. And I also want to point out that one of the girls that he did this to was in the Weston Hotel in the Back Bay, which is where I stay when I go home and don't want to talk to my parents. It's like a decent. Wait, hotel. do they
5: know you're in town, or do you just like? Oh yeah, yeah. Tell yeah. Them, really? I'll just
2: be like, I'm going to the Weston. And they're like, OK, so i and like, I'll come back in and see them during the day. But
5: Miss Magalier, welcome back to the Westin.
2: And and it's kind of a joke because like when you're growing up in Boston, you think the Westin's fancy. And then once you get old it's enough, nice. you realize it's like two hundred dollars a night for a room. And like you grew up thinking, oh, this is like the Ritz Carlton, just because it's in a fancy part of the city. Um, and the other one was another hotel in the back bay. And this is one of the nicest non suburban areas of Boston. Like this is for sure, probably the nicest part of the city. And the fact that this was going on in the classiest part of the city blows my mind. Like, how were these erotic masseuses even, what were they making on the massage to afford the hotel? The hotel, I wrote paid?
5: that too. I was like, the, I literally wrote, the numbers aren't adding up for me. Hotels are expensive. It does not add up.
2: Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. For an erotic massage, like what's that? Like 175, hand job included, like maybe a tip. I don't think they tip. When you get a happy ending. Well, you know what
5: I thought? I Because I then I started really thinking about it. I think she has back-to-back clients. Yeah. So she can get 10 dudes in there. Room's 200. She can want like two grand in dudes, 200 off the top of the room. She goes with
2: 1,800. So Julissa, being the fucking baller she is when philip pulls the gun out on her she's like no and she slaps she's so a fighter yeah she's already come back she's sober dude she's been in some depths okay and her parents are divorced because Julissa has a different name than her mom so i don't know what happened to her dad but julissa has been through some shit not excluding her drug addiction notwithstanding so anyway um billy but oh so she fights back she grabs his neck takes a chunk, chunk. Like
5: Yeah, no, like really gets him. And he's like,
2: ah, he's
5: not used to people fighting him back, like fighting back.
2: Pistol whips the bitch and then shoots her twice, like crazy. Also, no, like if you can hear someone giggling or having sex four rooms over at the hotel, you're going to hear a couple gunshots. Yeah, right?
5: Like the Weston rooms aren't that soundproof.
2: No, the Westin is also connected to two malls. So really? there's that. Yeah, the Prudential Mall. And then also there's a...
5: So you can walk out of the western directly into a mall? Yep. Oh, very cool. Into
2: two malls. There's wow. a a tunnel that connects them through the Prudential. So anyway, back at home, um, oh, my boy Billy Baldwin is on the scene. um, And he's like, sorry, Jalees, his family, whatever. Philip runs into his favorite <laughs> professor, Dr. Janeway. Dr. Janeway, Philip's all sweaty because he just committed murder. And uh, he's basically like, Philip, you're the man. Like, he's just like being very affirmative. Um, And I wrote...
5: (laughs) It's like, like also, dark night on camp. Like, it's, the professor's walking around at night on campus and like, Totally complimenting Philip for being amazing again.
2: And Philip's just like, oh, so much with the wedding and the.
5: I've haven't slept for two
2: days. Yeah, studying and, and he's like, oh, Philip, you're such a good guy. And I just wrote, Doctor Janeway is a great guy to have on your team. I love this man. Um, no, th- I think it
5: broke Doctor Janeway's heart the most when Philip got busted.
2: Oh, can you even imagine?
1: Like
5: this was his pride and joy. Like I don't think. I'm reading into this but I don't think Dr. Janeway is able to physically have his own kids Oh So I think Philip was a son to him
2: Okay Yeah 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 I see that as well The betrayal was real and also I think that Dr. Janeway has an emotional intelligence to him that we don't see throughout most of the other characters in this film Yeah like he's a,
5: yeah he's decent
2: Yeah So back at home um, Philip is looking at himself in the bathroom without a shirt on Megan wakes up Doing an American comes in.
5: Psycho mirror ab exercises He's like he he like puts his hand behind like his head. He's feeling he, himself. Yeah, he's like, I like you, Philip. Like he's somebody that likes himself. And like he says his shirt off. He's like really getting into his body.
2: And I assume that Megan was on another like 20 minute jaunt down to Jersey because she uh, like all of a sudden walks into the bathroom. She's waking up and she's like, Hey, you never gave me a kiss when you came in. And then she's like, wait, what happened to your neck? You, what happened to the chunk of skin out of your neck? Great lie from him. He goes, a woman in the ER went psycho. She was attacking a nurse and I had to save her. And then Megan goes, my hero. Well, back to filling out applications. She's like, meet you in bed. <laughs> so, the detectives are talking at the hotel. You can hear Julie's mom crying. It's really sad. The B detective tells Billy Baldwin that they found Julissa's phone and can do digital forensics on the IP address of the last phone that texted her. Billy says, that'll take what? A couple of days? How do you meet her? Craigslist? I don't get it. Um,
5: he goes, yeah, yeah. Like, we start to realize that the internet is the problem here, according to Billy Baldwin.
2: Here are some words. Digital forensics. IP address of the last phone that texted her, that'll take, what, a couple of days? Like, was 2009 this archaic?
5: I mean, I can't, yeah, I think it might have been. Like, I don't, well, also, Billy Baldwin doesn't seem like somebody that understands computers.
2: Not at all. So, like,
5: I think they might be feeding, like, I think the people that he gets through, he's like, oh, those nerdy tech people told me this. And they're probably just like, screw you, detective. Like, you know, it'll take a week. And, like... He doesn't question it because he's not, he's like Simeon.
2: And Billy's like, girls these days, inviting a guy up to her hotel room she doesn't even know. I just, and it's like, you know what? Fair point, but let's not blame her.
5: No, he goes, uh, you used, uh, yeah. And like, doesn't he spout off something about like, you used to be able to see who the bad guy is?
2: Yeah, probably. I don't know if it was here, but I mean, he, it's he just, spouts he's...
5: off a lot of like bland, like detective things.
2: Also just like kind of like woman shamey. Like there's a scene later that kind of makes this whole attitude check out.
5: Used to be
4: able to see who the bad guys were, right? Now it's all texts and emails and websites. Creeps are hiding in our houses and we don't even know who they are.
2: So now we see... My sweetheart, Meredith Vieira, and Matt Lauer are yeah. reporting about a predator in Boston on Craigslist.
5: Dude, biggest star in the film is Matt Lauer. Yes. Like, that and the guy, Jeff Rossen, who's also on the Today Show. Like, there's a series of Today Show clips from here on out. And, like, I'm just like, do you think these, like, Matt Lauer gets pissed about you being used in all of these movies, like, without permission? I think Anderson-, permission?
2: Anderson Cooper might.
5: Like, I think it's ridiculous. Like, like, all of a sudden, Matt Lauer pops up and, like... The people that are watching this in the Midwest probably think Matt Lauer signed on to do this film.
2: Well, I'm so stupid. I thought they, uh, Larry, Kil, uh, Larry oh, King. Larry King Oh, yeah, I heard that last that that was I was <laughs> saying that. I was like, so wait, you're telling me Larry King's such a whore bag. Then he's going to come out here and just do And Karen's like, Molly, it was like obviously a bad Larry King impression. And no, I was but like, by
5: the way, Larry King is the one dude that would be like, well, let me see the script. I'll do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Totally. Drew Peterson, love Uh, that guy. You
5: buy suspenders, I'm in.
2: So, Meredith Vieira and Matt Lauer are reporting about a predator in Boston on Craigslist. Immediately, like a good mom, Megan's mom calls and she's like, Hey, I heard about a Boston hotel killer. And Megan, for some reason, (laughs) goes, Mom, we're not staying at a hotel. Me and Philip are at home safe. And it's like, she didn't say you were staying at a hotel. Like, why would your mom even think you're staying at a hotel in the city you live in?
5: Well, I, see, I took it as, like, how dumb, like, I mean, I just thought the mom was so dumb because I took it as the mom saying, like, don't stay at a hotel. And she was like, I have a house, mom, and I also don't give out erotic massages.
2: Right, exactly. Like,
5: it doesn't make sense for this at all for you to be calling me about this.
2: Yeah, I was just, I thought it was like, oh, moms are going to be moms. Like, yeah. you know, you only have one Megan. So... Um... <laughs> I want to play this because this is great. Play the audio of it starts at, of course, the profile is never exact. And it's a scene between the detectives and everything they say as they profile him. They juxtapose with an image of him doing the exact opposite. They're saying this is a person who can't have physical relationships. We see him having sex with Megan on the couch. Making love. This is a person that can't. Uh, have normal social interactions. We see him holding court at the hospital. Even Janet, whose life he has threatened multiple times, is getting some giggles out of it. Yeah, he's charming, yeah. Uh, someone who doesn't have any achievements, and we see him with poor Dr. Jane, whatever, Jane Hart, Jane Way, Jane Way. He's see it. Poor, poor Dr. Jane Way is just loving it up, loving him. So, and I want to end with, we should, um, we should have, oh, he goes, oh, yeah, we should have that settled by morning. And then Billy Baldwin goes, a big blonde, he goes, a, I want to quote this too, a big blonde in a Red Sox cap in Boston. Uh, We should have that settled by morning. And I just want to say, I take exception to this. Also, I feel like most people in Boston, they run dark, like it's mostly dark hair. Really? I mean, I think so. Yeah. I feel like I grew up with most. I mean, like there'd be blonde kids at school, but like no one talked to them. And
5: Philip's like a sandy blonde.
2: Yeah, like he was barely blonde. Like I wanted a little. I, that was a stretch, right?
5: Yeah, he's like a
2: dirty blonde at best.
5: Dry hair, dirty blonde.
2: He had dry hair. I,
5: I thought he did. Like I kept like just thought it was so dry. Like I just wanted him to like use some mousse or he wanted like a
2: moisturizer. Yeah,
5: like he was just. I don't know. I don't know why that stood
2: out to me. So. Uh, the superintendent knocks on the door of the apartment and he tells Megan, I need to talk to you. And then we see Phil.
5: At the tables with his lucky hat on, which why would you still be wearing that hat? In public. Yeah, like it makes no sense for somebody so... Like, that says he's smart. Everybody says he's smart, and that's so dumb. Like, wouldn't you wear, like, a different team hat if you needed to wear a hat? Do
2: you think that this is some sort of, like, sick revenge? Like, like a Yankee revenge where he's like, I'm going to murder a bunch of people in a fucking Red Sox hat and let those fucking people know who Boston fans are.
5: No, I don't think that. You
2: don't think that uh, had anything no. to do with yeah, it? Okay, no, that I'm might not. have been reading in too much. Okay. Because that was the only way it could make sense to me. Oh, that's so, the only way? <laughs> yeah, so he cashes out, takes less drink. He's like, anybody? Think, he
5: he wins $5,200. A
2: lot of money. He's
5: like, nope, I'm up. I'm going to call it a night.
2: He has three messages from Megan, various stages of uh, DeRush. She's like, hey, call me. Hey, it's me. I need you to call me. Where are you? Hey, I'm looking for you. Call me. Like, <laughs> this
5: doesn't make sense to me at all. They're in the car. Like for somebody that is so on top of things and somebody that murdered somebody, wouldn't you be on that phone? And especially if it's your like fiance calling, you need to like check those messages. Not after you're done with a whole night.
2: No, I know. And it was like voicemail deleted. And I'm like, Philip cruel. Like, yeah, it's not- I don't know. I mean, I don't f- delete voicemails for years. So no, that's
5: so true. I have like, I save so many voicemails. I have like seven-year-old
2: voicemails. He's like, my fiance is calling me in an extremely troubled state, but voicemail deleted. I've got a holiday end date to get to. So um, this is the best. This is She's Tied with My Julissa. Okay. So it's a blonde woman in Rhode Island. It's got that skanky Massachusetts, Rhode Island, sort of like a... Mm, Blake Lively in the town. Uh, <laughs> Amy, what's her face in uh, the fighter? Adams. Yes, and very like just like oh, you look like you've been used as a wash rag before. Um, and she's on the phone with her husband, and he's like, "Hey, is your client there yet?" Love this relationship. And she's like, "Yeah, he said he's like ten away." So uh, it's just, and then he knocks on the door, and she says to Philip, "It's just a lap dance, just like the ad said." Okay. She goes to pull the chair out. He pulls out the gun. Her phone rings immediately. She doesn't answer. The boyfriend comes running in and starts beating the shit out of Philip.
5: Most intense scene of the movie.
2: It was crazy. And I'm like, I love this couple. Like, I... (laughs) Love that he's like, sweetheart, go do your lap dances. And if some guy fucks with you, I'm going to beat the ever-living shit out of him. Like, it was crazy. And somehow, Philip, who's just like, I mean, I don't know, I guess as a doctor, you kind of like know the right places to hit someone. But like, how are you going to compete with a guy that's so hard he's going to like effortlessly pimp out his girlfriend?
5: Yeah, no, I'm there. You can't, you can't fight that kind of like passion.
2: No, you can't
5: like you. Yeah. There's not, there's no way he can win that.
2: And so the fact that Philip got up with his gun and the Red Sox hat and got out of the room, cause I thought for sure, Oh, he's going to leave the Red Sox hat behind. And there's going to be so much DNA in the mix. Like, it's just going to be follicles.
5: Oh, I thought you meant... Yeah, never mind. Okay.
2: Oh, maybe. I mean, who knows? He probably uses it to jerk often, too. Maybe that's why he's so obsessed with it.
5: Um, No, yeah. Uh, But at this... Also, this is the point where you realize Philip is a bad... Well, he's already a bad person, but, like... This this, is the point? This is what did it for me. (laughs) No, no. No, I just realized that, like, he could have cut his losses at the first killing, but he pushed his luck. Yeah. He, like, that's when you realize... That he really was psychotic. But no, I keep saying that. We already know he's psychotic. But the fact that he went back and did that, like that to me is like, dude.
2: This is what Lifetime does and why I think I was crying so hard yesterday is because every time you say, I know he's psychotic, part of you, any part of you that has a beating heart is like, but no, like, well, but he loves Pocket. Like,
5: no, believe me. No, it's because he's good looking. If this was if, if, if this was like Steve Buscemi or something like that, you'd be like, get that dude, like get him out. Like your actual you're... real
2: life Drew Peterson murdered four wives before anyone threw up a, an alarm, and, you and were... he's ugly as fuck. Actual Drew Peterson yeah, Drew looks Peterson. like your molester uncle. Robert. Like the one that everyone's like, don't leave your kids around him, okay? Like, like he's okay. it. Like, the, very scary looking man. But anyway, you're right. And actually, this was very accurate. The actual Craigslist killer. Look, neither of them are as tr- attractive in real life as they are. Yeah. In this film, but pretty close. Yeah, like it was. De- it was like
5: the B Rent movie version of Philip Markov.
2: And especially if you throw in the fact that he's like a med student, self made, charming. Yeah, he's hot. No, like, like,
5: and by the way, the real Philip Markov, I saw a picture of him, and I was like, oh, I know that dude because we've all like knows that dude, like of like, oh, he's that nice guy that dates Megan, like you know, like the
2: guy you run into twice a year, and this is feeds into my theory: the quote unquote nice guy you see at a party twice a year that you're always like, he's such a nice guy. That guy is the biggest psycho you have ever met. The shit he does at home is the darkest shit you can possibly imagine. So
5: I want you guys next time you see one of these people, you call them out right to their face, right then and there. Come on, guys.
2: I'm just saying I like people that show their ass a little bit. Like what? if you I'm not liking 60 <laughs> 60 days, days in. in. I'm saying oh. like show their ass a little bit. Like I like a person that's not afraid to be imperfect in public. When you meet someone that's just like mm, perfect party conversation, beautiful wife but know, that's blah, very, blah. that's a
5: you thing. A lot of people want to see perfect. I feel well, like. No,
2: it's because I want to see that so bad and have fallen for it so many times that I now realize that all the quote unquote nice guys I've dated and or know are secretly the darkest people. Like anyone who has no dirt on them publicly is dark because everyone has dirt on their hands. Everyone,
5: but if somebody told you their dirt like on your first date, you'd be like, "That's psychotic that you told me your dirt that quickly into things."
2: No, but I like a person that as a friend, like this is not even his friends. Everyone in his life was so defensive of this man. No one ever said like, "You know, Philip's not perfect," but I don't think he's a murderer. Yeah, everyone's like, "He's perfect." You do not
5: understand. No,
2: such a nice guy. I
5: thought they were about to let him go at one point when they caught him because like he was like, "I didn't do this," and I was like. He's right. Maybe he didn't. Like, I really did th- think that. A so, cute
2: guy like that? Why would he do that? I yeah, know. He
5: doesn't have he a He has everything
2: going that. for him.
5: Um, but So he does this, and he gets away, right? Yep. And he gets back to Megan, who is lying in bed awake.
2: Pretending Meghan, to sleep. Yeah,
5: because Megan can't even be ballsy mad with the lights on. She has to pretend to be asleep. He walks in, and then... Uh, and then she's like, "Hey, by the way, the landlord stopped by. We um
2: Well, you tell your version, but I'm going to tell my female version." He after. said she said here. Yeah. Go.
5: You've got mail. Oh, uh, no. Uh no, I'm just saying he walks in and he's like, "Oh, Philip, by the way, the landlord um or oh, didn't you get my messages? The landlord came by um we're like 3 months past due in rent. And this is what and then he like Philip literally Totally takes turns the tables on her. He goes, Oh, okay. You know how hard it is to be me. You know, like I have to be perfect all the time. It's a couple months' rent. So
2: what? I was going to pay it. So what? And literally breaks her down to where I think she apologizes to him. Now I'm going to give the female perspective because you're right. But this is the Thank thing: Megan never gives pushback at any point during this movie. He says something weird, something strange, something that brings up question marks. She ne- question marks. She never does any pushback. She has something palpable. This man, he's already drained the ATM. Yeah. Okay. Now he hasn't paid rent in three months. She's laying awake in bed so upset and she sits up and says to him, I thought you said no secrets. Now I have come into an argument like this and I've had some time and I've got my facts straight. Uh, I am on point. I am logical. I'm going for the gold. I have a fucking... And I hit that mark and somehow
5: what would you have said to him
2: i would have said exactly that i would have said the it is actually impossible that you have not paid our rent for three months we both pay rent where is the money going you've already drained our atm you promised me no secrets that doesn't seem like not paying your month month, rent for three months is eviction status yeah one month
5: i could understand i wrote one month i could you know what that happens no, I mean, I, it hasn't happened to me, but like I could see that, like, you could get your way out of that. Three months, that's diabolical.
2: I wrote this. This scares me so much. I think this might have been what made me cry so hard yesterday. I have totally been in that fight where I come in very calm and justified yet upset somewhere deep down like angry, but collected and also completely right. And the guy is just flipped the fuck out on me. And even though I knew it was an insane reaction, I went with it because I was like, no, I mean, I'm sorry. I want this to work. And that's exactly what she did. She's like, Oh my God, I'm about to blow up my engagement. I've upset this man who's so amazing. Like yeah,
5: I made a note to ask you at this point, and we've already covered a bit. Like, is he a sociopath Molly? Mm-hmm. Cause at this point, like he really flipped the tables on. It was very clear what he did. And, uh, and but then I was like, oh, maybe they're going to reconnect as a couple because right. like, I was like, oh, they're going to get into like some like good romantic stuff again. Like I, like I thought we were about to hit a fun montage.
2: And I think that this was almost like the dark side of what he did on the horse drawn carriage where she was like, I can't accept an engagement from you. Like you haven't met my parents. And he's like, I don't want to ask you to marry me until I've met your parents. And it's like, it's just that slight switch where all of a sudden it's like, he's the hero. He's right. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's really, it's wild. So,
5: um. We're back to the detectives. We now
2: find out, um, the B cop comes in and it feels like what is honestly three to four weeks later. And he says that they've finally tracked down the number from Julissa's phone that got the, the last text was from. And it's coming from a place in Quincy. The Craigslist Killer's apartment is in fucking Quincy. I wrote, it's roughly 40 minutes to drive from BU to Quincy. It takes an hour and 36 minutes to drive um, to Foxwoods with no traffic. Don't fuck with me, Lifetime. And then I said, Billy Baldwin is parked outside Philip and Megan's apartment. Let's hope
5: the coffee is good in Quincy.
2: (laughs) I really miss good coffee. (laughs) 60 days in reference for anyone out there. There's a weird beat where Billy doesn't want to let his daughter go on a date. and
5: Yeah, didn't you think that was so bizarre because it was like a one-minute conversation? And he's like, no, I'm just saying, check the guy out.
2: Do I know this guy? Okay, fine. And he's like, these kids, I swear they're going to kill me. And that's what brought me back to him being so judgmental about like these... Escorts inviting yeah. guys up to the room because he's like, he's worried about his teenage daughter, but it's like
5: his teenage daughter is not a massage therapist, erotic dancer, You're Or right. Is she? I and mean, that's I don't where
2: I'm like, Are you Chris Maloney and like SVU? Like, are you just gonna punch the shit out of anyone you can imagine having sex with your daughter? Yeah, like probably.
5: But this is also when, uh, like Billy's talking to his daughter, gets off the phone, and uh, he sees Philip Markov on the street, mm-hmm. and Philip Markov sees him. But like doesn't like there's no registering that they see each other except that I wrote like, ooh, now it's a cat and mouse game.
2: Yep. So let me see. uh, Philip and Megan are coming back from doing laundry. Um, He sees that there's cops in the lobby. Uh, He turns around and blocks his face. Um, Billy Baldwin is looking at his Facebook profile page. He's a
4: med student at BU. 478 friends. Who the hell would want 478
5: friends? I literally was like, dude, I have a lot more.
2: I know. And but also on the other extreme, I hate it when I have friends who are like, dude, I can't ex- I have I'm maxed at five. Like I have my five thousand. Like, you know, people that just accept every like Sorry, I Sorry
5: guys, like, you'd have to drop me if I want to accept I you. mean
2: I've I've had literally someone say to me I mean I I someone I dated I have to like delete people if I want to accept people on Facebook. I mean, I hit five thousand.
5: That man was Drew Carey. She's talking about. I'm
2: dating Drew Carey. I've been in i re- <laughs> I've been in a series of long term relationships with Drew
5: Carey,
2: on and off throughout the years. Yeah. Uh, started when we I was call nine. each other pocket. And yes, and zipper. I um, yeah. uh, So in pocket and zipper. <laughs> so um. Oh, so they are watching the-, the Today Show again. Yes, they're watching the news about the Craigslist killer. Um, but- she's.
5: Did you notice this? They're watching the Today Show. It is the Today Show, and she brings him a beer. Yes. They're both drinking beer. At, by the way, I watch the Today Show before I go to work in the morning. I watch it at 7 a.m. My wife has never brought me a beer at 7 a.m.
2: She goes, "This will be, I thought it was Andy Coopy. Are you sure?
5: I'm 100% positive.
2: Okay, yeah, because she did say something weird when she gave him the beer. She's like, this is better, huh? And I'm like, better than what? Were you getting slammered on vodka shots? Like, what happened? Better (laughs) than what? I said, we've got a real problem
5: here. Alcoholism. Like, this is a very dangerous habit. This
2: will help us come down off the crystal meth we've been snorting all night. So, um... (laughs) He gets up and he's like, oh, you know, he's pacing around the apartment. He's looking out the window. He's seeing, he's noting that there's a cop here, a mysterious car parked there, a guy taking photos on the other corner. She flips to a black and white movie on TV.
5: What does it say? What does it, the guy say? I forgot. Dude, it's symbolic. The guy goes, we should call the whole thing off. <gasps> Really? Yes, and I was like,
2: "Damn!"
5: I really was like, it really floored me. It was Burt Lancaster, which like I don't even know how they could afford that clip.
2: Wasn't it that movie where I they're it like From here to it, Yes, yeah. where they're making out on the beach. Yeah, and yeah. I,
5: but like he says, we should call the whole thing off, and I was like, that is so deep, uh-huh. and it, just, it was really cool.
2: So um, he comes into the room. He's like, "Hey, we should get out of here. Let's just go on like a pre-wedding honeymoon to Foxwoods." <laughs> And she's she like, the "I will fail my senior year if I don't study, and then I can't reapply to med school." And he's like, "Let's bring your books." But also, like,
5: the subtext here is, "Megan, you're dumb. Don't worry about it." Honey, like, don't the worry. subtext is, "You're not getting in anyway."
2: Daddy's got it. Yeah. Um, and she's like, "We really can't be gambling right now." He's like, "No, no, 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 no.
1: It's just a spa. Yeah. Foxwoods has a spa."
5: That's when I wrote to Molly. I was like, "Is that a cool, like, fun, like, honeymoon place? Like a pre-honeymoon, like?" Would you think that's like romantic? Like, why would if you you're go trash? There's, but there's other, but there's other places to go besides the casino, right? Like, right. You could go to another nice hotel that doesn't have a
2: casino. And al- also, it probably wouldn't have fucked him so bad if it didn't look like he was driving out of state, because that's what fucked him. He wasn't gonna leave the state. Yeah. The r- okay, so oh, the two of them pack up some bags, whatever. They get out the door. The police sees... uh, He has a
5: huge telephoto lens that they're taking pictures of in the car.
2: Exactly. And Baldwin's partner's like, dude, we should move in. He's like, no. He's like, we got to get the positive ID from the hooker down in Rhode Island and then we're going to make the move.
5: And he goes, if I had a pretty girl on my arm, I'd be a hell of a lot happier than he is.
2: And then what did his partner say? Because the partner said something so dark. And he goes, maybe nice girls aren't his type so
5: and then the movie ends
2: then he turns around and he sees the police are chasing him in the car and he says to Meg hey do you love me and she's like yeah what are you talking about and he's like hey let's maybe speed up and she's like no honey <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a Jersey <laughs> no I'm a nice girl from Jersey so uh, yeah. many nice girls from Jersey we way was like, <laughs>
5: which Jersey are we talking about and like I, I, I was like what like
2: well, Jersey has two extremes. It can be very wealthy or it can be a whole. But I love that the movie
5: also starts commenting on women drivers. True. Like, it's so, like, speed up, and she's like, no. By the way, this is the only scene in the movie that Megan won't be pushed around in. Like, you can convince <laughs> Megan to do anything except for speed. Like, she's like, too far. No, Philip. No, no, no.
2: Megan, I want you to go suck my brother's dick just like he sucked <laughs> oh, mine. <laughs> she
5: did it again. That's it's called a callback, peeps.
2: Uh, what's wrong with my brain? Yeah. Um, This is karma. So... Uh, the police see them driving toward Providence, which is like literally, it's the equivalent of me driving to Palm Springs and seeing a sign for Arizona. Like... You're not even close to leaving the state, really. Okay. It's just implied, well, you are, but like it's still a good 40 minutes outside of Rhode Island. But they decide they need to arrest him now because it looks like he's about to cross state lines, like the state he's involved. And I also think that like Rhode Island and Massachusetts are like sister states. So it's like you wouldn't even have to do that. What are the, what's the call when the states work in cooperation and like kindness? Yeah, there's that too. But there's something where like stateies can arrest, well, stateies can arrest anywhere, I think. But Stadies can go state to state in New England. Um, anyway, so totally just, like, fucking nail his ass. Arrest him. Put Megan in the back of a squad car. She has no idea what's going on. He's getting Mirandized. Um, we go to... But he also
5: goes, love you. Like, right before he gets in the car, he says, um, he says, I love you. I as love he's you. getting... He goes, I love you.
2: And she's looking at him like,
5: what? But all of a sudden, like, their love story, like, you start to realize, like, oh, like, it supposedly means something to Philip.
2: And you want to know what I'm thinking? There ain't no way she's taking her finals. (laughs) (laughs) Finals are over, baby.
5: Once again, her schoolwork is completely screwed.
2: Like, if her roommate committed suicide, that'd be kind of tight because then she could probably just get a pass on the semester. But I don't think you get a pass on the semester when your fiance is a rapist and murderer.
5: Yeah, I think there's specific rules about that.
2: Yeah. I mean, maybe they were like kind of tight about it, but it also was a lot of bad publicity for the school, so they were probably like Megan. Go
5: but by to the US way, way do you think Megan ate that shit up when he said I love you when he was like I I kind of took it as like she was like ooh. Like he's getting arrested just, and he still says I love you. Like
2: I mean, it I think she was smart enough to be a little bit weirded out in the car when he just turned to her and was like, "Hey, do you love me?" And like I think that like that it was a continuation of like yeah I love you too but what the fuck is going on like she looked genuinely like she's like Philip tell him they had the wrong guy like she didn't even know what he was being arrested for yeah like can you imagine that like let's say you and Anne-Marie are driving down the highway Cops pull you over. All of a sudden, they're throwing Aunt Marie on the ground, and they're like, "Get in the fucking car!" and I, they're Mirandizing her.
5: I can't imagine that. When I was um, like ten years old, I got a Game Boy for Christmas, uh-huh. and I I went to the grocery store with my dad and my sister, and my mom was out of town, and uh, I had Christmas money, but I stole batteries. Oh yeah, and I got taken. I we were walking out to my car and um, to, no to my dad's car, and an undercover uh, like security guy came up to my dad and was like your son stole batteries in there and he was like no he didn't did you and then and I did and it was a horrible christmas so i'm just saying i do understand what is going on here
2: that's like like um i mean that's i love that anecdote i i always do also
5: i had just killed somebody
2: but i literally just asked you if you know what that would be like to see your wife get murdered <laughs> arrested for murder i'm
5: personalizing molly <laughs> if this doesn't help me teach you i just don't see why we're doing this if it's not <laughs>
2: You're right. I learned a lot. I'm sorry. Um so, okay. Blah blah blah. He's getting interviewed. It's a very serene interview on his part. We need to go back to Billy Baldwin is now on a warrant, uh, ripping apart oh. his apartment.
5: Well, not ripping apart his literally ripping apart his bed yeah like billy's like i call bed everybody else is around the apartment he's like i'm gonna take the bed you guys right and he's like what kind of crap do we got under here
2: he's like books under the bed and the cop said something weird he's like i did that in college too cheaper than bookshelves and i'm like weird convo (laughs) (laughs) you're literally investigating a murder and you're talking about the price of bookshelves by the
5: way billy knows that like I'm gonna call bed because he knows like that's the best place to hide things.
2: Absolutely. If you're dumb. So he's throwing the books up, all of a sudden, um Oh, what we got here? Gray's anatomy goes up on the bed, the gun falls out, it's nine millimeter, is the match. Um then Where would see- you hide a
5: gun in your house? Well, maybe don't say that on a
2: podcast. Oh no, I actually know because I've thought about it and I'm not gonna get a gun um just because I don't trust myself with one, but I've thought about putting a floor safe in.
5: Yeah, like, but I know where I wouldn't hide a gun.
2: Under your bed Under in a Under my bed anatomy. in a book.
5: Like, and especially an expensive textbook. Yes. Do you know you can resell
2: those? Those are like, eight, Grey's Anatomy's like 800 bucks. Yeah, and
5: if you're <laughs> a poor medical student yeah. that you guys are, one of your big things as a couple is we're broke, I would not scalpel an $800 book to put a gun in that I could hide in a much better place.
2: But Philip doesn't need books, and fuck it, Megan's never gonna read it. <laughs> And also, that Megan, retard.
5: Uh, <laughs> Megan is also not going to be looking around anything because she's not suspicious of anything. You would put the gun out in the open, honestly. Like, it literally, like this is a coffee table gun. Like let's put our
2: co- like you could put it anywhere. Do you know what would have stung for me about that? It was under her side of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been That's under Megan's my gun. side. That's-
5: that's not my gun. It's
2: Megan's. No, but like, but like, you did this. Like, literally, I was like, just you, why don't you sleep on top of it, you sick fuck? And then the cop feels under the bed. Of course, oh, he finds sock Peter. number one. And when there's one, there's sixteen. Sixteen <laughs> They flip the mattress over.
5: There's sixteen socks, like spread around.
2: Like they're
5: not even in a pile. Like he spread them out over the whole, or like whoever the set designer is, they spread them out over the whole bed. Like you couldn't even consolidate all. Like put all the panties into one sock? Yeah. Like, each panty gets its own sock.
2: Yeah. That's, like,
5: crazy.
2: Well, they're called trophies, as Billy, like, immediately. <laughs> that's what rapists and serial killers and stuff do. They take their little trophies. See, that's
5: so, is when I learned a lot, yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's, like, when he's, like... And, and it was Billy... He was playing really real. He's, like, huh, trophies. How many, how many do we got? And the guy's, like, 13, 14, 16. Like, the way he counted was so unnatural and fast. Uh, but anyway, so uh, we go back. A lot of denial on both their parts. I don't think we need to get too hardcore into this. No, except
5: that Philip is cool as a cucumber.
2: Cool as a cucumber.
5: Like he's literally like, um, pff, those could be anybody's panties. Like he's like he really has accepted no blame. And he goes,
2: so what? You found my party favors. I got a gun to protect my fiance. And he's like, well, why did we find out that the gun was registered to a Brian Stevens?
5: He goes, you tell me.
2: And why, he's like, why did we find the ID for Brian Stevens in your dresser? But
5: then he goes, Philip, then goes, asks them a question, turns the tables on them. And he goes, hey, do you want to explain to me why I would do all these things? Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, I'm not going to tell you, like, I'm not going to answer you, but why don't you tell me why I did it?
2: Absolutely. You're
5: telling me
4: that one of our top students is the Craigslist killer. No, no, we're just investigating at this point, checking out a story. So you're saying he was actually here, you know studying, being a student. I'm saying he was actually here being a star in all of his classes. Look, Lieutenant, I don't know if you know just how hard it is to be a medical student. It's not physically possible for someone to do as brilliantly as Philip has done in one of the most competitive programs in the country, and then run off to Rhode Island and commit these crimes. Not physically possible.
2: Then we see that Philip is getting booked. He's getting booked in a pair of Converse. We notice that he's unlacing his shoes. Yeah, I feel like we're gonna hear about that again later.
5: Well, this isn't sixty days in. Like, it's very low key. It's like he's like, I'll I'll take care of my shoelaces.
2: And all the prisoners are like, I mean, this is why people just think jail is like a nonstop rape fest because there are like. Hey, pretty boy. Like, it's all like, wait, is that true? All the guys down the aisle were going, like, I maybe I've watched so much 60 Days In lately
5: that I did not even pick up on that at all.
2: No, they were like catcalling him, wow, like he was a, like, he was like a 1992 Jenny McCarthy walking through in a bikini. Like, everyone was catcalling him like crazy. So, he gets put into a private cell. Megan's driving home fifteen minutes later to New Jersey. There's tons of news crews out in front of the family home. We see Philip back in his cell making a new set of shoelaces. He tries to hang himself, but the guards catch him. And I thought, hey, for a smart guy, wouldn't you have waited for lights out?
5: Yeah, and also, but they catch him and then they literally like just throw him right back. Like they they notice that he's doing it. Take the shoelaces away and then just push him back into the cell. Yeah, this
2: snatch like, the there's laces no, Like, there's no, like,
5: let's put him into 5150 hole. They're literally like, nope, caught you. And then just push him back. And he's like, oh, I tried.
2: Megan's parents decide to have a little bit of a one-on-one with her. And they're like, I just think you should consider this more. And she's like, what do you think? I'm dumb.
5: And there's, like, a dramatic pause from the parents. Yep. Like, they don't immediately answer of, like, no. It's like a pause where, like... This is when I started to realize, I was like, oh my God, everybody thinks Megan is
2: dumb. Then Megan gives a statement to the police, which is word for word, the actual statement she gave to the police. Unfortunately, you're here today because you were given
0: the wrong information, as was the public. Philip Markoff is a beautiful person inside and out and couldn't hurt a fly. Police officer in Boston or several is trying to make big bucks by selling a false story to the TV stations. What else is new? Philip is an intelligent man who is just trying to live his life. So, if you could leave us alone, we would appreciate it. We expect to marry in August and share wonderful and meaningful life together. Thank you.
2: Now, one thing I loved about this speech is that she goes, "What else is new?" And it's like that is very flippant. Like this is—I understand that you're trying to exonerate your fiancé from this horrendous accusation, but we're talking about a murdered woman, like, and several women that were beat up and sexually assaulted. Like, what else is new is, like, kind of what you say when, like, someone's like, well, Paris Hilton got another DUI. Like, you don't say that in a situation. It was just flipping. I'm well, like, Megan.
5: And it's also, Megan is making it very clear that we're still going to get married. Yes. Like, we are getting married. Like, she yes. has not given up on the romance yet. She's not given up on the wedding. Like, the website is still ticking down. <laughs> like, it's not, like, that really, like, hit home for me is that she doesn't get it.
2: Yep and then we see megan watching news size. it says that philip can't afford a lawyer uh according to the news so he's using a well-known public defender and megan's rip shit she's like i can't even believe his parents aren't paying for the lawyer and i'm like well his parents haven't done a lot of things for him in life i'm guessing um and then this is my favorite scene the police go to megan's house and they confront her and their, her family and they basically just like I don't, first of all, I'm shocked that the Boston police drove six hours to New Jersey just to deliver this message in person. But they break down everything Philip did. This is when they're really trying to fucking break her. They're like, girl,
0: you need to know.
5: Billy's very aggressive in the scene.
0: Philip isn't capable of killing anybody. You sure? Everybody knows that the Boston Police Department is the worst in the country. This isn't
4: about the Boston PD trying to figure out who murdered an innocent young woman. We have a positive ID from a woman he beat up and robbed in Rhode Island.
0: I believe in Philip, Lieutenant.
4: Did you know your boyfriend posted on a sexual fetish website under the username sexaddict53885? Took it right off his hard drive.
0: You guys could have put that on there.
4: Digital forensics can prove that Philip made these postings long before he killed Jalissa Brissman with a 9 millimeter. Her skull fragments were found embedded in the wall in the hotel room. She died choking on her own blood. Sex addict 53885 was into, and I quote, submission and humiliation. All right, I'd like you to stop this now. No, 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 no. Also on his list was friendship and experimentation with transvestites and transsexuals. I said,
0: that's enough. That's not Philip.
4: He's got a description of himself here. Born February 12th, 1986. Six foot four. Blonde, athletic. Eight inches cut. That's enough. You guys are out of here. Does that physical description match your absolute knowledge of your fiancé, Miss McComber? Detective, out of Is that your perfect fiancé, Don't put in. Get
3: out of here. Is that your Stop that. You know done enough. Stop this now. Megan! You want to bully people? Get out of my house.
2: Ryan, let's just go over some things in this speech. Yep. First of all... Boston PD, I was unaware that everyone knew they were the worst PD in the country. I really thought that, well, I mean, I know LA's police department is the most murderous. So maybe, maybe, I mean, tough subjects, but let's be real. I don't know if Boston PD is the worst in the country. Are they-
5: Maybe they're just taking liberties.
2: I would almost think Chicago cops are more notoriously crooked.
5: I think nowadays, yes, but this was 2009.
2: Oh, yeah, so 2009, it was just like...
5: Boston was falling apart.
2: The Departed was popping off, and the cops were just letting it get to their heads. So uh, I also love... First of all, the use of transvestites was very interesting to me in 2009. We were still talking, using transvestites because they were like the things that he was into i have to say really surprised me as well i mean i don't know if it really shocked me he's a sex addict but it did surprise me that he was down for a little like man on it's, gender well, identified he, he female listed
5: like, like a, a list parts. a list of things that like philip was supposedly into we yeah we
2: played the audio Oh, yeah
5: I, sorry i keep forgetting that
2: uh and the best part i think i think you and i both agree yeah Do you want to say this line? Repeat this line?
5: Eight inches cut.
2: Eight inches cut. cut. And like, can you imagine someone describe, and he goes, and like, when he's like, does that sound accurate, Megan? I'm like, can you imagine someone describing your fiance's penis in front of your mother, your father, and your two brothers and be like, you know that dick, right? You know, (laughs) I
5: I can't imagine. Because when I was a kid, I went to a grocery store. (laughs) i just gotten Christmas money. and <laughs> No, but, like, he says eight inches cut, and it's, like, literally like he's looking at Megan, like, did that turn you on in any way, Megan? Like, he's really forcing the words, like, and this is Billy's big scene of the movie. He's literally, like, this is all, like, he's putting all the power into this, like, eight inches cut, and it comes off very dark, and I, I told you earlier that I was like, I think... The detective character that Billy's playing is also eight inches cut.
2: See, I thought it was—I thought he hit cut so hard that maybe he was uncut.
5: That's—I that's just think they're like they're two sides of the same coin. Like this detective could have been Philip Markov. Yeah, but he went a different way.
2: He's like, "Don't remember it, Megan. Come in the bathroom with me, and I'll give you a reminder because I'm also eight inches cut." cut. Um.
5: Oh uh, this Oh that's just Eight inches cut
2: <laughs> But um, You also pointed out Another interesting Acting note With Billy Baldwin And I don't know If maybe he was He seemed a little Drunk to me In some of these things Yes But I will say That you pointed out To me earlier That it always looks As if he's searching For his next word
5: Yeah Because Billy I'm assuming Coming from an acting Background That Billy Baldwin Has not memorized Any of his lines Right Right and he's probably told people on set that's his process but in reality Billy Baldwin probably did not put any work into this so he really is searching for every line and it's a gift anytime a word comes into his head you can see Billy's relieved but then he like that's why i think cut he hits he's like i know this one eight inches cut like yes. he knows it like yeah. he it's the one line he's bothered to memorize
2: and, and okay so there's two, two of my favorite things also happen in this scene so at the end when the dad says you want to bully people get out of my house like bullying is not the right word for what's going on here it's not like he came in and was like hey knobby knees like hey like scrawny bitch hey four eyes like he's literally holding up a picture of her sex addict fiance's Disgusting dating profile with pictures of his dick telling her that he likes to cross dress and hook up with guys. And like, he's like, You're bullying. That's not bullying. That's some like realness that Megan has never experienced. Like, maybe Megan could have used a little bit more realness like that, David. Yeah,
5: by the way, I also wish Billy had been like, And you're never getting into school. You do not have what it takes. (laughs) Like, it would be great if he really just let loose on her, you know?
2: So, this is also probably to me the most unrealistic part of the movie. Megan runs up. She runs out, out of the room. She goes into the bathroom and she does one quick little puke. Now I'm going to tell you something. I have a sensitive stomach. And she closed the toilet right after. Like She's like one and done on the puke. I have a sensitive tummy. I would say I puke like that maybe three times a week and I've never had anyone tell me that I possibly am riddled with STDs and my fiance is a murderer. No one's ever told me that.
5: well you're possibly riddled with STDs. I
2: mean, possibly riddled with STDs. <laughs> yet... Not upset about enough. That's not why I'm puking. I just have random nausea. Okay. And so Megan's lack of severe vomit, like, I would think that's a more crying, more vomit.
5: Yeah, but for, like, the sake of time and stuff like that, they can't really, like, the real Megan probably really vomited.
2: Yes. And they also did something. I was always under the, I know that you can't see the puke come out of someone's mouth. Yeah. Yeah. But they did do an overhead shot and you saw the puke at the toilet and they did a really good job of making it like that stomach bile cover, color that only really comes up when you're so hungover that you've puked oh, molly, up a lobster molly, roll you molly, ate in 1992 Ugh. and there's still something. Sorry, I'm look. Just, this has
5: got too real.
2: This is what we're here to do. Okay. All right. So
5: <laughs>
2: Someone at home is applauding um
5: literally one guy in a bathroom
2: so uh yes so billy baldwin goes to jail to talk to philip and he's basically saying him why why would you be a rich doctor he's like you could have had everything you could be a rich doctor having dinner parties on the vineyard with your wife and kids you were living the dream and that's when as a bostonian i felt sick because i was like that is the dream like a nice summer on the vin- your vineyard house. Do you know how fucking rich you have to be to have a vineyard house? Yeah. Like that is some shit. Good, yeah. You know, I don't know. Anyway. Uh and he's just like he has nothing to say. Yeah. Philip I- is silent. He hangs up the phone. Anderson Cooper's on now. Megan's watching it in her childhood bedroom all pink, still intact. Kate has made the 5-minute drive to New Jersey from Boston. Fun friends back. <laughs> and she's like, "Girl, don't worry about it. Um she's starting to have some doubts. Of course she's blaming herself. And Kate is basically like, "Megan, you can come back from this. You may not be able to get into med school, but you'll be able to come back from having a murderous fiance." So Megan goes to the jail to see Philip.
5: This is the big this is one of the big scenes.
2: And the first thing he says to her when she picks up the phone, they're all talking on those prison phones, is "Did
3: you get my suit back from the tailor?" that he's gonna
2: fix the, the button thing in the cuff he literally thinks he's gonna get out and get married Yeah,
5: he's five fully days. into the wedding planning still. He's yeah. like, we did you check the caterer like we did the deposits? Like he's, he's basically fully saying in
2: like Megan, you're still dumb as fuck, right? <laughs> I, like,
5: I was banking on you being still an idiot.
2: yeah uh, when, when, Billy when we when we left you <laughs> you were borderline missing a chromosome. Uh, where are you at with that now?
5: Philip, is it true what he said? Uh, Are you eight inches cut?
2: Yes. <laughs> eight inches <laughs> cut. Um, So she's in the acceptance phase kind of right now. And she's like, you have one more shot. You have one more shot to tell me the truth. Love that she's still giving him one more shot. Been there, girl. And um, he says nothing.
3: Maybe. Maybe. The person who did this made me. didn't feel like they deserved all that they had
5: which by the way he's still speaking in that stupid third person or first you know like uh he said thoughtfully like he's not even talking first person anymore
2: but he's also like yes but he's also saying like i mean he's also trying to not admit guilt but he's also saying he's like you know they didn't deserve someone like you like, hoping that he can feed into her narcissism. Yeah. When it's like, Philip, you've been the sick fuck this whole time. Yep, yep She's yep. never thought that highly of herself. She's not going to think you threw it all away because she's so amazing. Yeah,
5: she's not like there's something about Mary. She's not the unique one that everybody's falling in love with.
2: Right, exactly. I don't
5: know why I chose that movie.
2: I mean, you know what? There I'm was so something so, about Mary. so weird. Something but about Mary. But also, Meghan. this is also
5: the scene where she goes... uh you might have herpes.
2: <gasps> no, 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 no. Oh, sorry, no, 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 sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. Ah. this is really good. Okay, so I
0: saw a picture of the gun and the underwear that you put under the mattress. Our mattress. How many girls were there? Sixteen. Were you safe? Do I need to get tested? <laughs>
3: This is a smart policy for anybody. So. Please don't
2: do that. Not to say that that's just like classic avoidance, but like your fiance is weeping to you because she's discovered you slept with over 16 people. Now she assumes that all of these people were while they were together. I'm assuming there was at least 16 while they were together. But he's been, Meg, I mean, this didn't start with Megan. He's been doing yeah, this Craig's for a Yeah, Craigslist was time. around
5: for a while before. Like, he he's he knows his way when around.
2: When he and Megan moved in and he he went on Craigslist, that was not his first time. Again, no. we saw that spark in his eye. Like, he was just loading up his favorite Reddit. This is great, too, because then he <laughs> condescends her even more. She's like, it's said on your website that you were into cross-dressing and bondage. I mean, did you do that stuff? And he's like, Megan, you can't believe everything you read online it's like, she's not talking about bat boy, asshole. She's literally referring to your online sex addict 53385 profile where you said you were in to cross. I mean, that is not anything you read on the Internet. Yeah, I was just that trying to your impress torso people yeah. in a list of interests. Like, it seems pretty direct.
5: Yeah, no, it, it's yeah.
2: It's not like he had, like, the usual suspects listed as one of his favorite movies on Facebook. And in Good reality, he's really more of a Wedding Crashers guy. You like, lied to
5: me. <laughs> like, which, by the way, my wife would be pissed that I lied about something that basic. Like,
0: yes.
2: like, what? Wedding Crashers? Yes, exactly. So she gives him back the ring, and it's over, baby. And but by the way, she gives him back the ring. They're
5: separated by glass. She puts the ring down where another one of these stupid visitors can just take what I assume is an expensive ring
2: that's what I love the most about it is that it was like a real fuck you because if especially if they're broke I thought Megan's from money you know maybe she doesn't need the money also probably feel kind of dirty to sell an engagement ring with such a loaded background story but I I thought it was like sorry, I don't is there like a creature on my roof Megan there's maggot, Megan
5: Megan <laughs> I'm not dumb <laughs>
2: <laughs> Scaling my kind of room Dumpers and
5: scale walls
2: You think I found you out here In the hills of Glendale My
5: mother may I sleep with podcast villain
2: um, So I, I just thought it was like a real Real fuck you That she just left it there Like I don't even need this I don't need the money I don't nope. need the memory yeah. I'm going to leave this fucking platinum well, certain people like cut. that
5: When they're done They're done Yeah You can put them through a lot But once they click They're done
2: yeah, it was a cushion cut with a halo. It was very like every what every basic bitch who wants Kate Spade China would love. Like It was a perfect.
5: Thank you for bringing Basic the China bitch back
2: yeah. ring. And I say I say basic because I am basic myself.
5: At this point, do I did realize like, oh, my gosh, we and please don't talk about his brother again. But like I was like, we're never going to find out what the parents did. Like, we're never really going to find the full answer, Mm-mm. you know?
2: Well, we do find out the answer that Megan deletes the wedding website. Countdown's off.
5: Dude, so much work went into that website.
2: (laughs) And there's like kind of like a sad little, like, you know. Well, the
5: sad music kicks in, which this is when I Shazammed the song, because I was like, oh, this is like a beautiful song. And it's it's called Where the River Bends by Matthew Barber, Mm -hmm. if anybody wants to Spotify that. It's a very... Beautiful, which by the way, I was like, in my head, I was like, oh my God, this is probably the song that they were going to have their first dance at their wedding to.
2: I'm sorry. Is that why I got an email from Spotify today? Did you send me a song from, Sp- oh no, that was not. Okay. I literally was like, dude, did you send me a Spotify song? Cause this friendship is over. no. <laughs>
5: Uh, <laughs> <No, but laughs> I'm making a furious note. Never send Molly Spotify songs.
2: So Megan deletes the wedding website. Hey. Philip is sharpening a piece of metal that. No prisoner, especially in solitary, would ever have. like. You're, yeah,
5: you're not supposed to have stuff like that.
2: What would that have come in on? No, Trey would have had that. They're not allowed soda cans. Like, what, what would he have but made we, that out
5: Phillip of? But Philip is a genius. He's a mastermind. Like, literally, he's MacGyver. Like, it's like if we, we put this to good use, but like, so he can do anything, but we see him like you know, whittling uh, a metal thing.
2: Mm -hmm. And And then we we cut back to Megan wrapping up her wedding dress. That's going in a box forever, probably getting sold on eBay, but not because she could leave that ring behind. Um, Philip makes a razor out of the little metal piece and a pen that was given to him in a plastic bag, also something that hopefully they wouldn't give a prisoner. Um, And you did some research on what exactly happened here.
5: Yeah, so... In reality, he took that little piece of metal and he cut major arteries in his feet, his legs, and his wrists. And then, I don't know where he got it, but he wrapped those in plastic. I don't know what, like, I guess so it didn't cause a mess or something like that? Or, like, he wanted to make, I don't know. So he wrapped those in plastic, and then he also uh, took toilet paper and stubbed it down into his throat so nobody could revive him with CPR. Then he put a plastic bag over his head and tightened it while he was bleeding out. So he really went to all lengths. But then at the same time he did that, he started scrawling art into the wall with his blood. And also pictures of megan were hanging all around uh, his prison which by the way he seems like he really decorated his prison room like yeah in the film there's two pictures but I, they they seem to make it believe there was like a shrine to megan
2: yeah they said like because they actually they used actual news footage and they were saying that he was surrounded by pictures of megan jeff Rawson
5: from the today show
2: yes
3: hi meredith good morning to you this morning we're getting our first look inside Markov's cell and just to paint the picture for you here police say he had Photos of his ex-fiancee spread out all over, it appears. According to investigators, this is the last thing he was looking at before he committed suicide, and after he stabbed himself, he wrote messages to her on the wall in blood in a spot where he could see it, but she couldn't. It was her name, and then he wrote something else, which they believe may be a secret message.
2: And the one line I didn't really understand, not that I understand any of this, but the one line I didn't understand in that was when he said, in a spot where he could see it, but she couldn't, because... Megan can't see anything in the jail because he's in solitary confinement no, and thought, she's in New uh, Jersey.
5: I thought, oh, you're right, in a spot he couldn't see it, but they could. She I thought, couldn't see it. Yeah, no, I see what you're saying, but like, I, I thought I thought they were referring to the guards for some reason. Um, maybe Jeff Rawson is just dumb and doesn't realize pictures aren't coming He's probably as
2: dumb as Megan. Hey, Jeff Rossen, how many medical schools did you get into? <laughs> you failure? Yes. Yeah.
5: No, but like it was weird. Like, so, like, this is the part of the movie that, like, it's the end of the movie, also. But I've made fun of this movie pretty hard while watching it, and I got really sad. Like, I was very sad. And for some reason, I don't think it's done well, but with the mixture of Mr. Matthew Barber's song, And the cutting back and forth, I got very sad all of a sudden that. And I also wrote, wait, is the wedding really not happening?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No. Because I I
5: still, like, he's so diabolical that I really believed he could still get out of this. Like, there's some way he could get out of this.
2: It's so funny. And so, this is something that you actually pointed out to me, and then I rewatched it, and I I
0: don't think it was happening. And um, a big oak tree in the front yard.
3: It's gotta be big enough to build a treehouse in, though.
0: Yes, for our three kids.
3: No, four.
0: Four kids. Four kids? Watch out. That's four college educations. Two med school, two law school.
1: Okay, yes,
3: but lest we forget, their dad is the head of surgery at an internationally renowned teaching hospital, and mom just had a huge breakthrough in cancer research.
0: Okay, so make it five kids. Okay. Four boys in a row, and then after a girl, so she could be really protective.
3: Well, if she looks anything like her mother, she is going in.
2: Now, you and I had a debate about this before. I mean, it wasn't really a debate, but we just hadn't really. I hadn't watched the movie for the fourth time. So you said they're both wearing white.
5: He's wearing more of a tan. But like to me, it's very white, green grass and a tree. And it's very different. We hear Bird. I think we even heard bird shirt. And it's very different than any other location in the whole movie.
2: And so what I saw it as is BU pretending they have a campus, which they don't. <laughs> and, um, and Megan was, you know, senselessly, because I guess she's a rich girl lying in the grass in a white dress, which you wouldn't do. He's wearing a blue button down. And, and they're khakis. lying
5: head to head. But like, you know, her legs are opposite of his legs.
2: And the only reason why I know that this must have been a school scene is because oddly his like Jan sport is lying next to his legs. He's got a backpack.
5: See, and I disagree with you because I think this scene takes place in heaven.
2: Yes, you you, told (laughs) me. I think
5: this is, or Philip's version of heaven, where this is his like, he's now killed himself and we've cut to this scene where he's with his love pocket and he doesn't have the dark urges anymore and he's just at a beautiful grass and a beautiful tree and they're talking about the family that they want to have and it's a very nice, sweet moment. And he doesn't have the memories of what his brother did to him when he was a young boy, according <laughs> to Molly. And like, I just thought it was like this really like, this is like an undamaged Philip. Okay. And maybe I've just watched <clears throat> this movie way too much. Like, Here's it's some things really- I'm going
2: to bump on with that. If, let's just say, Philip did make it to the positive side of the afterlife, don't you think his heaven would be raping prostitutes forever? <laughs> Eight inches
5: cut in heaven. <laughs> Eight
2: inches cut in heaven. I'm 18 inches Wait. cut. Stuck at Billy Baldwin. They let me do all this stuff up here? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and then also, um, we talked a little bit about this. You did say it was a selfish act, but let's just really talk about it. When he wrote Pocket on the Wall in Blood, I really think that that was his final fuck you to Megan it
5: was the most selfish act you can possibly do to another human being
2: yes because in real life what people don't know is that Megan had the the engagement break off was two separate situations there was the first visit that she went to they did a little combo the way they did in the full house unauthorized story where just like Jesse was meeting Rebecca Romain at a fashion show where Stephanie was getting drunk or whatever. I mean, it was just like a, such a mishmash of, of miss stories. So um, basically the first time in real life that Megan went to confront him at the hospital, she said to him, the wedding is postponed indefinitely. And then she went back again a second time about two months later and said, I got into med school. And you won't be seeing me for a long time, if, if ever. ever. Yeah. And that's why I I really think it was an act of. I mean, this is just to make Megan feel bad. This is just so it will haunt her for the rest of her life that that someone that he really loved her. She's his little pocket.
5: Yeah. Also, like this lady can never put anything in her pocket ever again for the rest of her life. She's like he's ruined pockets for her. Yeah. Like like you
2: can never probably have a- her vagina. I mean, I'm just saying, how could you ever be intimate? I'll never be able to
5: keep things in this again.
2: How could you ever be intimate with a man again after you've learned that the person you loved the most has been sleeping with various escorts, stealing their thongs, meeting up at sleazy hotels, spending all your money, lying to you left and right, deceiving your parents. Like, that is one-tenth... No, that is... I have gone through 1% of that deception and I haven't had sex in seven months. So, I can't imagine how Megan...
5: Whoa, Mother May I Sleep With Puck We just got dropped some knowledge on...
2: Oh, yeah, no, I'm being public about it now. But I... uh, And and by the way, that's not a hit-me-up. This is a choice I've made. Uh, Please do not hit me up. But I'm telling you, like, the time that it must have taken Megan to yell... I'm. I i do not think anyone got it. Got it in for all five years of grad school. Wow. I don't think Megan fucked once for five years.
5: Wait, I did. Like that's what I didn't because like, I looked up on Murderpedia more about yeah. the cast and the other. But I did not. I I made a note to check where Megan is today and what she looks like. But like I pictured her with like a bowl cut and like very like like dressing very badly and ugly because she doesn't want to sexualize herself in any way.
2: So, okay, let me do Megan McAllister. Where is she now? 2016. Megan's dream ended when her fiance, Philip Markoff, a 24, only 24-year-old Boston University med student was arrested for the 2009 murder of an erotic masseuse. Um, Let's go skipping, skipping forward. After her nightmare... oh. Even after Philip was arrested, Megan stood by her fiancé. We know that. After her nightmare, Megan continued to pursue her career in medicine and is currently attending medical school far away from the spotlight in the Caribbean?
5: That's huh? where they need medicine the most. By the way, that's like running from your past. Like, I will go to the Caribbean.
2: Is Are there, like, viable med schools there? Like, I thought that's like a punchline. Like, yeah, I got my law degree in... And- uh, an island.
5: Well, it's Megan. Yeah. No, I mean, I'm just saying, like, she's ha- like, she's probably happy to like be working. And you're
2: right; she probably didn't even get like and, a pity exception. And it's
5: probably beautiful there every day. Like, it's you know, nice and blue waters and stuff.
2: You think she's getting Caribbean dick? <laughs> Six inches, cut.
5: <laughs> Sorry. Um. Okay. So,
2: are you implying that Caribbean men have a small <laughs> penis on this podcast? Because Megan's standard is eight inches cut. Um,
5: (laughs) are we saying this too much? I think we might be saying it too much. I think we, Hey, mother, may I sleep with podcast nation? What do you think about eight inches cut as like a t-shirt? Like this is what I'm going
2: to say to all of you. I want every single person who listens to this podcast. I'm going to put up the email. I want you to email me a voice note of you saying eight inches cut. There are only 15 episodes of this show Episode 16 is going to be as many of you as possible. I'm hoping for like five, six hundred of you just saying eight inches cut. And I want to put all of you in one episode.
5: Molly's using finger guns as she's <laughs> like, she's like two
2: oh. hours of people saying eight inches cut would be the most wild shit. I don't think anyone could. And then we're going to
5: put it to a montage of mother uh, of of this movie. We yeah. should put it over like the preview. <laughs> eight inches cut. Eight inches cut. Eight inches cut. Eight inches cut i just by the way you probably have like a lot of females that would be so bizarre to hear like 80 females saying eight inches cut
2: yeah but i mean like i'm hoping they're like me yeah yeah you know what i mean like it's not weird when i say it
5: it would also be cool to get celebrities in the mix like obama eight inches cut like it would be cool to get like all different types of people and like so it's like those montages were like oh i know that guy our last
2: episode will be after the election uh so, I mean, he'll still be technically in office. He won't... You oh, know, so you
5: could possibly get Trump
2: him? won't have been sworn in by then. <laughs> but uh, Hillary, let's not say that. Let's not even put it out into the atmosphere. Although, I think that Donald Trump would absolutely give me a clip of him saying eight inches cut.
5: Oh, talk about Donald Trump makes tons of... What also, Donald Trump totally is a Philip kind of Markov. Like, mm-hmm. he makes people feel crappy all like... Uh, I don't know what I'm saying.
2: Well, I mean, he his hands are eight inches cut. So... It, uh, then we get two title cards at the end. The first one said, Philip Markov's suicide denied his victims their only opportunity to see justice done. Which is so sad.
5: Yeah, because I did actually re- read about this on Murderpedia where that gives the victims their, like, their kind of comeuppance. It's their chance to get theirs. And Philip denied it completely.
2: That's why I don't believe in the death penalty because it's like, if I killed a bunch of people, I'd be like, yeah, I death penalty. Meet. Like, I, I don't want to, like... Hang out in prison forever? Like, just kill me.
5: No, most of these murderers, like, they're also, when it comes down to it, like, cowards. Like, like the the dude this week with Jacob Wetterly and stuff mm-hmm. like that, like, he admitted it so he wouldn't go. Like, I mean, right. he, he made deals. Like, these people turn out to be the smallest asshole, cowardly, you know, just, ugh, like, just really, really... Like, that's the thing. You think they're like, they are pure evil, but at the same time, they have this thing of like, no, I don't want to die myself.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know how many times I've said that on this, this, on this podcast, probably every episode, but I knew a guy who was in prison with Manson, and he, I was like, what was Charles Manson like? Like, did you ever see him? Like, he's just locked away, right? He's like, no, I saw him. He's a pussy. Everyone hated Manson. That guy's a fucking pussy. And I was like, Charles Manson? you
5: hear him cry at night. He hates <laughs> the dark.
2: I'm like, you're calling Charles Manson a pussy? I mean, I guess he is. He got chicks to go out and he do his like bidding. Shit. He sings like shit. He got all these, he does. He got all these chicks to go out and do his bidding. I mean, I guess that kind of is a pussy move
5: by the way still getting girls in prison like like decent looking girls
2: yes now in 2000 no i mean all the the girls in his family oh yeah 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 like all i mean by the way i don't know i feel really bad for some of the manson girls this is just sick this I is don't. where I, I really need to just start i need to find yes. some good therapy but i really feel for some of the manson girls because <sighs> like if you had a trauma early in your life the influence that a powerful person who's willing to give you guidance, especially if it's a male female sexual dynamic, and then you add in the additional layer of substance and religion, yeah, you're going to kill some people. Like, I'm not saying everyone's capable of that, but if you take, like, when they wouldn't let that one lady out that was, yes. like, literally on her fucking deathbed uh-huh. and she was i believe she was apologetic there's i mean yes
5: the only thing weird is that like they do let like it's not across the board like they do let weird like some weird people they completely let out and some people they keep it like it's not like there's like these hardened like it's the ruling brock
2: turner did three months a woman who was brainwashed and m- murdered someone, literally like this woman, even in the woman who was trying to get out was not one of the key players in the murder. She is laying on her fucking deathbed, so apologetic, has done decades of time. Brock Turner does three months and uh, there's a woman alive whose life is actively ruined. But Molly,
5: he's a swimmer.
2: Right. I mean, I'm
5: just saying like, no, this, he loves steak. This makes no, he has not had a good steak in a long time.
2: And and some people, someone pointed out the other day, you do realize that his dad wasn't referring to his love of steak. He was talking about the way that people who've gone through PTSD suffer from an an inability. I'm like, he does not have PTSD. Like he.
5: No, I mean, I hope one day he will, but like, no. Um, If he has
2: PTSD, it's his own fucking doing. Most people have PTSD had something happen to them. Uh, Anyway. Second title card. In 2010, over one year after the brutal murder of Jaleesa Brisman, Craigslist finally shut down its erotic services section worldwide.
5: Didn't you think that was the weird title card is that it took a year?
2: I actually thought that it still might be open.
5: Well, yeah, you're right. Like I did think that it could be open too, but I read that and I go, wow. Wouldn't that be a like... We're literally calling somebody the Craigslist killer, and it yeah. doesn't have anything to do with, like, concert tickets or, like, sh- like uh, what do they call those? Like, uh, the meetings, like, I saw you. What do they call those on Craigslist? The uh,
2: Oh, missing misconnections. Ca- misconnections. It wasn't like the Misconnections
5: yeah. killer. It was the, like, specifically the Craigslist killer. Wouldn't you do everything in your power as a company immediately to shut whatever, you know? like
2: Yeah, I guess Craig himself is a weird guy, which I have to throw out there. Like, <sighs> oh, no, I, I've heard that. I've heard Craig himself is a weird guy. I'm not saying Craig's like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, I love it. But I think that, first Seven all, can inches. you imagine <sighs> your name is Craig? Wasn't well, Craig the MySpace guy, too? No, that's Tom. Oh, uh, uh, damn. Craig, he has a list, and now his name is in a movie called Craig's List. Killer. Like, how does Craig feel? Like, what is going on with Craig?
5: That's the real story. <laughs> I want to see at? that Lifetime movie.
2: So, this one is, speaking of that, I, I, I mean, I think we need to go into our scale yeah. because there's so much good shit we're here. We're four
5: hours in right now.
2: This is I mean I'm sorry worth every second. If you don't love if you don't love this podcast fucking delete your account. All right. So, uh, one being the least lifetimey, five being the most lifetimey. I believe the number to beat right now is like 32 or 35. We'll figure it out. We have it all up on the website, mothermayisleepwithpodcast.com. Make sure you go check it out. We update it all the time. We have all of our future movies on there. So, you guys, if you want to watch these before we do the episodes or if you want to go back and re- whatever. And also, uh, right.
5: shout out real quick to Lifetime Movie Club. Yes. You know, I guess sign up for it because I did. And then I found out the Craigslist killer wasn't on it. And then I'm now stuck with a lifetime movie subscription, which is fine. That's great because I actually do like
2: a new movie comes out every day. Yeah.
5: So it is crazy. That really does exist. I heard about it on your podcast. And so I really did go. I thought it was a joke at first and it really does exist.
2: Well you get your first two weeks free.
5: And they update movies all the time.
2: And they put out a new one every single day and they have all the series as well. Yeah. So like if you're a person who pays for Hulu and you but you love lifetime movies, like there's look, you can find a lot of these on YouTube. I'm not gonna lie, I had to buy the Craigslist Killer on YouTube. You know, uh, I bought YouTube it on sells iTunes, yeah. movies now. Yeah, it was $9.99. $9. I'll, I'll reimburse you for that. Thank you. I don't, I mean, I know it's a family heirloom at this point. I don't want to insult you.
5: I paid 12 for it.
2: But, okay, cool. Anyway, you did? No, I'm joking. You bought HD?
5: No, no, I'm okay. totally joking. Yeah. <laughs>
2: you wanted it in HD? Uh,
5: yeah.
2: I go SD all the time. Yeah. I can't tell the difference. All right. <laughs> so acting. Yeah. One, most like a real movie, Lee Daniels, the butler. Uh, five. Stop using that as
5: an I example. I love that that's the realest movie. Lee Molly Daniels sues me. Yeah. He's like, just
2: keep my Ske- name out of your mouth, you crazy bitch. Yeah. Uh, acting on a scale of one to five, where are you going to give this movie?
5: I, You know, it's because it's not uniform across the board, I got to give it a... I got to give it a three.
2: Me too. Because Baldwin's carrying the bad acting. Baldwin is
5: like, if it was just Baldwin and everybody was following that dude lead, but he is leading the charge and everybody else is doing what they can with what they have.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. No, I am. So I feel actually very proud that as an acting coach, you and I came to the same agreement.
5: I've never felt proud. Of
2: I that. feel like I have good instincts. Okay, underreactions, meaning that something bananas happened and the reaction was like, Meh. Five. I know.
5: I mean, Megan McAllister, off the charts, five. I mean, yeah, I mean, from the jump, five. Like, two minutes into the movie, five.
2: By the way, Megan McAllister, Molly McAleer, could have been me.
5: Wait, by the way, could've Molly texted me. me the other night and, like, I... Take everything Molly says with very deep reverence. So if she literally could say anything, I'd be like, very interesting Molly. Let me think about that. And that one did really hit me where I was like,
2: dang. It could have been me. I had blonde highlights, like serious, serious blonde highlights. I do now too, but in college I was like very blonde. I like that's
5: what you connect with.
2: It could have been me. I mean, I couldn't get into med school. We had a lot in common. Um, Overreactions, meaning like, you know, overreactions.
5: Uh I it's 3 like it it, it, it be 2.
2: I'm going to give it a 2 because I feel like Philip did some nice overreactions, but they were also manipulation. Yeah, like
5: it, to me it was I mean
2: Everyone was fair.
5: Yeah, like it, to me it was so middle. It was like 3. It was middle. It was like not the biggest Yeah, it it, it
2: Well then I think it would be if it's Ooh, okay, well, we have, to, I think, yeah, or a one.
5: I just want to win. Okay, two. Okay. Yeah. All
2: right. I think we'll keep okay. it at okay. a two.
5: Okay. Dialogue. Uh, I mean, I think like a five. Like, I think it's I, a four. Okay. I was like, I want to go five because we got eight inches cut out of it. We got some great, bland Billy Baldwin dialogue and like. I'm sorry. I like you. I like you. Pocket. Like, this is like really bland lifetime stuff that they've like given a deep reverence to. I think it is like, I think it's great for lifetime. You
2: cannot get this cake. Why? Because all your guests are going to, to die, die of pleasure. No, uh, it's great. Tsunami dress. Okay. Um, I'll give that a four or five. I'll split the diff. Thank you. Now wardrobe, we have overall and then two subcategories: wigs and weaves and makeup. Overall for wardrobe, I thought it was very on the nose. Yeah, um, I wasn't offended by it. I thought they actually they did a nice job. Sometimes Lifetime has a really hard time portraying classy, and I think that they were very true to what an upper middle class, upper to you know upper to upper middle class. Uh, New Jersey family. I was just
5: very impressed that they put the dad in three different outfits for the same scene. Yes. That to me was like, wow.
2: But that's like more like Lee Daniels the butler as opposed to Stop with Lee
5: Daniels the butler. (laughs) My God.
2: But then I would have to give that a two just because the wardrobe in general was pretty good. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Uh, Wigs and weaves. Was there wigs or weaves?
5: If there was, I couldn't tell. Oh, yes. Uh, Little Richard was in it. No, I don't know. Like, there's no wigs that I could.
2: Okay, we'll go that one. Makeup. They did a nice job of trash. Well, you know what?
5: Oh yes, those juggaloos. No. The hookers. So, no, I was just joking. Like, there's nothing make. There's no crazy makeup.
2: No, but I want to go back on the wardrobe. Cause the thong I'm bumping on the thong bodysuit. I'm sorry, I got to give it a three on. The- I got to go <laughs> back and retroactively give it a three. Because that thong bodysuit is going to haunt me for the rest of my life. Like, I will never understand. I've already tried to Google what it could have been.
5: For those um, of you playing at home.
2: Crying. Meaning, like, you were looking for that big-ass crazy crying scene. Like, uh, like
5: that we cry about? Like, I cried?
2: No, no, no. no. Oh, like, okay. a character just, like, the big sob.
5: We didn't really have. I mean, like, Megan, uh, you know. She was
2: very waspy with her cry. But,
5: but no huge cries. Like... The, well, Philip kind of cried like when he got to prison. He's like, you
2: know how scared I am in here. Yeah, and like, watching a man wrote, cry like, is always a little bit worse.
5: Oh, f- for me, it's erotic.
2: Oh, you do? You like it? No,
5: no, not at all. I was.
2: I just feel like men in real life very rarely cry, and Philip was really like he was crying like a chick, which is very lifetimey. Yeah. Like I mean, you can get a guy to cry like that sometimes.
5: How many guy? How many guys have you made cry?
2: Oh, every guy. All, all of them. All of them. <laughs> if, I, if I leave a relationship and I haven't seen that motherfucker cry five times, I've failed. Like, that means that we haven't gotten close enough. It's not that I want to make people cry, but if you can't cry in front of me, like, we're not close. Really? In a romantic relationship where, where if you've dated for, like, a year, two years... If you don't see someone cry at least five times over two years, they're a crazy person.
5: But you've made them cry.
2: Oh no no no. no. I don't know if I've made them okay, cry. Okay, that's why like, I
5: was more saying, like, how many guys have you made cry?
2: I don't know if it's like I made them cry because like I said something really horrible to them, but it's like sometimes in a fight when you start pointing out like you really hurt me, this is why you hurt me, then someone feels guilty and then they start to cry. Perfect. Or like a good I I remember A guy that cried a couple years ago, (laughs) pre-Dare, pre-Derek, I was dating him and at the end of it, I said, I have to tell you, I just never felt safe with you. (gasps) And he broke down and he was like, and I was like, what? And he was like, that just sucks. Like, that just sucks that you never felt safe with me. And that was a reality. I was never comfortable with him because I just never felt like he was putting me in good social situations. I never felt like he had my back. Like, I never felt like he was being sensitive to my emotions. Like, I never felt safe. So, um, yeah, that's the kind of situation I've seen a guy. You know what I mean? That's how I made a guy cry. Um, I think we got to give it a two. Yeah. But. Oh, so we're going to start making up for lost time. Okay, good. Victimization of the female character.
5: Boom. Five. 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 If I could five. give it a six, I would. Yeah, like, by the way, we should get a couple extra points because this is off the charts.
2: And then this one is, this is what this category was made for, baby. Font.
5: Oh, like the font of the, yeah. I mean, Five. five.
2: out of the park great job you guys okay so it we're gonna have to double check the math on on all of these but uh drew peterson was really lifetimey that got a 28.5 what uh craigslist i mean um i don't secret between friends 21 what
5: does starving in suburbia get
2: 23 northern (sighs) lights northern lights 20 She Cried No, a.k.a. Freshman Fall, 29.5. However, I don't know what Jody was. I have to find my Jody Arias notes. Jody. I
5: I think that was like 33. I listened to that one. Okay.
2: Well, we'll update it on the website. That gives you all incentive to go to com. Also, please subscribe to us on iTunes. Leave a comment. You guys have been leaving really nice comments, actually. I'm very impressed that for a short-lived podcast so far, you guys have been leaving amazing comments. Please, if you enjoy this podcast or you know anyone who likes Lifetime movies or loves to hate them, share this with them Um, because uh, who else is doing this? Where else can you go listen to two grown-ass adults? Thank you. One who cried hysterically the day before (laughs) at this movie. One who is eight inches cut. Thank you. Um, Where can you hear that? Also, please send me your voice notes of you saying eight inches cut. All right. Thanks, guys. Ryan, where can people find you on social? uh,
5: At Ryan Bailey 25 on, uh, I think, yeah, on everything, I think.
2: Okay, cool. Thanks, Rye.
5: Thanks, Mals. You're the best. I'm crazy
3: about you, Megan
2: McAlderson. Thank you for listening to Mother May I Sleep With podcast. We'd love to hear what you think about the show, so reach out to us on Twitter at M-M-I-S-W-P. And while you're here, why not smash that subscribe button and make us a part of your weekly routine. If you want to go the extra mile, leave us a review. It helps our ranking in the iTunes store and lets other people find the show and share the lifetime love. Today's show was produced by Stephen Ray Morris with support from Christina Lopez. Molly Mae McMahon from Six Peaks made our logo. Our guest today was Ryan Bailey. You can find him on Snapchat, Twitter, and Instagram at ryanbailey25. I'm your host, Molly McLear, and you can find me across social media as Malls or on Snapchat, Malls Official. Until next week.
1: Hi, I'm Madigan from Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, the podcast that explores the world through a personal, intersectional feminist perspective. I bring you two episodes a week. Every Monday, I cover something from a wide variety of topics, covering everything from feminist faves throughout history like Audre Lorde, listener coming out stories, and other hot-button topics like toxic masculinity and the Me Too movement, as well as plenty feminist history, the good and the controversial. And then every Friday, I bring you a mini What's in the News episode to keep you up to date with everything that's going on today in the world. And with over 580 episodes available to you right now, there's plenty of good stuff to listen to. You can listen to Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to rage on. Bye.